Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Grimecast. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Chucks. With me as always. A loyal co-host, that being Browbeat. And our new co-host. Your boy, Waterhorse. Futuring <laughs> musical guest, Ario Cumwagon. Right. <laughs> That's the best cover band of all time, right behind A.A. Bottom. A lot like War. It's kind of a wet show. <laughs> they have mm. special Splash Zone tickets. You don't want those t-shirt cannons. <laughs> well, this is real salty. Yeah. My eyes are so glued shut. Uh, well, gentlemen, it's been a while since the last time we've talked, because uh, now the podcast is bi-weekly, and right before I get into asking you guys what you've been up to, I just want to notify everybody now, you can now rate us on Spotify. Spotify is now letting you rate your favorite podcast. So if you guys want to go in there and give us one star, five stars, whatever stars you want to give us, uh, just go in there and let us know how we're doing um, and just rate us. So you two, uh, what have you guys been up to for the past few weeks? I guess that means we talk in tandem horse. So let's just go ahead and make a garbled noise mess. Indeed. All right. Uh, three, two, one. So like there's <laughs> been this, this, uh, oh, you didn't, you didn't come in and make the noise. Little, I was, little, little, little. frequency. Oh. Horse, please. Uh, the, the public has grown very familiar with me. Would like to hear what's going on with you. Uh, recently, I went and saw the, uh, the new 2022 Scream movie. Um, and honestly, I have to say that I wasn't, wasn't that thrilled with it. I wouldn't say that it was a bad use of money, but it was just an okay movie. Wait, I, I don't understand. They, they wheeled out all the previously famous celebrities. They trumpeted a, a slogan, something like evil dies tonight. Um, why didn't it work? W was there any shower scenes? Um, there was. Uh, there was a shower scene with the guy who was Percy Jackson. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. He was in it? But uh, I think it was the same dude. It might have been... A different guy. I don't know. It looked like the kid from Percy Jackson. And it Somebody was ironic to me that, that I... he was in a shower. Ah. Um, well, let, let's go a little more articulate as to what didn't quite work for you. What's something that made you go, eh, meh? Or what's something that upset you? All of the meta elements. Like, there, there were so many like monologues from different characters throughout the movie that explained exactly what they were doing that they could have left out and it would have been 10 times better. Is this a good time for that audio clip or the video clip of a man saying, listen, I know authors that use subtext and they're all cowards. I mean, yeah. Uh, but like, I, I don't know. The, the way that they tried to like reveal the one of the big twists, but they revealed it so early that, like, if you had more than a chipmunk's attention span, you would have remembered it throughout most of the movie. And then towards the end, once they reveal it, it's like, ah, all right. Mm. Huh. That doesn't sound very definitive, but you feel like you're you're cheated, since the people creating the film expected to just do no critical thinking at all. And say, aha, you see, it's insightful after all. Well, it, it wasn't 
It wasn't really that. It was the fact that they they spoon fed it to you before the movie even got going, and then the movie started and like happened, like the a majority of the plot happens, and like there there were certain points where I was like, ah, maybe it's not this person. Maybe it could be this. This might be why they're doing it. But like overall, I I knew exactly where the movie was going from like the first fifteen twenty minutes. Would it have been better as a seven-part TikTok series? Um, yes, because I wouldn't have seen it. Okay. That's pretty condemning. <laughs> uh, is there any redeeming value? Something that will stick with you? Um, they, they did... I, I would say they did a good job with some of the dialogue in the movie. Like, there's, there's quite a few witty, just like, one-liners in there that I can quote and I'll probably remember. Um, some of the callbacks were okay, but like I haven't seen many of the other like original Scream movies, so I didn't really have a connection with the OG characters like that. It's like eighty percent of the appeal, man. Yeah. Remember, remember back in those days when so and so was attractive. Yeah, I remember. You remember? I remember. I had my berries. So you you regret your theater deposit fee? I I wouldn't say I regretted it. There was a like the action scenes that it did have were pretty good. Like I I can't I can't take away from it being a good slasher film. Like it was it was a good movie. It just they tried to do too much that I don't think they should have. What's the age span here? Let's crack open our favorite IMDb. IMDb. How long between the films? Oh, let's see. 20, 26 years. Yeah. 25 years, it says. Perfect. That's exactly what we need. Is this, is this a seminal critique of our times? Did they really modernize the story of man wants to sex someone with a knife? Well, it's it's even more meta than that. Um, because in the movie, there is this, uh, like, parallel movie universe called Stab, which is literally just Scream. They just renamed it Stab. Yeah. And, uh, like, I'm trying to think of how I can word this without giving, giving out spoilers. But um, the entire, like, purpose of the movie is that people that didn't like previous sequels of the Stab movie in that universe wanted to recreate their own Stab movie. So it was a Scream movie of someone recreating a Scream movie because they didn't like a previous Scream movie. Wow, man. That's, like, deep and stuff. Yeah. It it was not... It was not that good. Does Chucks want to see it? No. Why why not? In the same analysis, Horse said it wasn't very good, followed by it was pretty good. And that's the kind of stuff you're really into. It normally is, but I haven't met a big fan of Scream in years. What so. if it was a crossover with Supernatural? I don't even like Supernatural, Supernatural that much. Supernatural Scream? 
Or like uh, maybe BoJack Horseman. That's a show people like. BoJack Horseman in Scream. Uh, yeah, because everyone's uh, anxious and depressed, including the killer. And the killer goes to do the thing that he goes, man, what's the fucking point? And just puts the knife down and starts moping. And then turns the, off his this... voice changer. Why am I even doing this anymore? Uh huh. Just, it's all just a materialistic spiral. And then the, the victim's like, hey, man, you want a blunt? Yeah. <laughs> he just, just keeps low key bumming drugs off of his victims because they kind of feel awkward and bad for him. That's so planned. <laughs> Nobody dies. He doesn't pay for the weed or the Xanax or whatever else he's got going on. More interesting premise right the fuck there. That would make for a better movie. I have to agree. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I've been looking for the kid from Percy Jackson. Uh-huh. And I still haven't found have you, him yet. Have you considered typing the kid from Percy Jackson into Google? I have, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I just typed it in the movie. It was Dylan Minnette. Was he in Percy Jackson? Because he doesn't show up in... Um, he was in 13 Reasons Why. That's probably what I... Ah, okay. The Open oh, House. I remember him on that one. That one was a little silly movie. Is this like a yeah. Kevin Bacon style association? Just because they... That... Oh, no. This is more like uh, Bryce Dallas Howard and that other chick. Like, they look similar. So that might be them. I can't remember her name. No, it's they look me. similar. And the last time I saw the Percy Jackson movies, I was like 8, 10. Wait, Percy Jackson is the prequel to the Maze Runner, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Jessica Chastain. Boom. That's Bryce Dallas Howard's looking like. <laughs> All right, we're getting somewhere now. <laughs> Which one's Bo Derek? <laughs> uh, no, that, 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 that's a Blade Runner joke. Nobody cares about that. Well, okay. uh, Horse, you also had mentioned something about the Ujio card tournament. Is that accurate? Oh yeah, the uh, the the newest Ujio virtual physical virtual card game. What's your history with came you, out? What's your history with this card tournament? Um, I've been a fan of Yu-Gi-Oh for most of my life, um, but not until a couple years ago did I actually get like invested into trying to learn how to actually play the card game. You just didn't slap down trap cards and shit and like, yeah, this is how this works, motherfucker. No, no, I didn't. I didn't do the anime thing where they were just like flipping over cards and, oh, I have my friendship card. Uh, so I, now I get four extra decks. Somehow I managed to get all seven pieces of Exodia on the top of my deck. Rigged. Somehow yeah. Yugi won. Yeah. And I also I was never uh, on the back of motorcycles fighting with giant robots. Although I feel like that probably would have made me more interested in the game. That sounds like a JoJo's Zar Adventure moment. Nope. That's uh I don't wanna I don't wanna get this wrong. I think it's GX? DX. Yu-Gi-Oh! DX? DX? Oh, you might be right. No, GX. Okay. Yeah, because GX is the one with uh Jaden. Who? Yep. <laughs> like Jaden Smith was in it? No. Uh his name is just Jaden. No, He's the dude with like the red jacket. Jaden, the one Yuki. that uh, popularized. He was the one that popularized the dual disc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jaden Yuki. I, I got the characters here. It's Seto Kaiba still in there. By the way, I I used to watch Yu-Gi-Oh when I was in like uh, elementary and high, middle school. Um, 
Yeah. You got Chaz Princeton. That that doesn't scream douche bad character in the get go. That I don't know what else does. Like, how do we name this as the biggest dick bag in America? Chaz Princeton. Got it. Done. Sold. You can always subvert. All Chaz dick. Princeton's just gave us one star on Spotify. Hey, at least uh, that's more reviews. It's still engagement. Still counts. Yeah, Feed was... the algorithm. What about Dudley? That's a posh name. Dudley. Dudley. All I can think of is like. Dudley Do Right, and isn't that the the nephew in Harry Potter, or the cousin? Dudley Do Right. Yeah, that's an old '60s cartoon about a Canadian Mountie who's a giant moron. Once portrayed by oh, Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser, exactly. No, I I was hoping Horse would pick up on the other reference. I didn't even pick say, up on the other reference. Say Dudley the boxer. Who the hell's Dudley the boxer? From Street Fighter. Oh. That's why. My, my Street Fighter knowledge stops at two. Mine isn't much better than that. I don't <laughs> even have, like, actual games. I just know, like, certain characters. You can know part. At least you're not, like, doing it by, like, yeah, I like the spiky hair blonde guy. Guile? Yeah, whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the green guy with, like, the spikes and electric? Yeah, that guy. Blanco? Yeah, we'll go with that. What about the stretchy-armed Indian guy? Which one? Uh, I think his name was, like, Delhi. <laughs> yeah, it was New Delhi. That's his name. From India, right? Has to be New Delhi. Low-key racist. I love it. <laughs> hey, it's better than a five-year-old rape joke, you know. That it was consensual. <laughs> I gave it a lollipop. What was the... Uh, the... Oh, man, I can't remember. But did the... you feed it the lollipop, or did you just give it the lollipop? It was a suppository. Okay. Good news! It's a suppository. The, mm -hmm. the baby or the lollipop? Uh, there's a sequence of insertions. Ah, got it. Oh, it's like a turducken type thing, yeah. but a lot sexier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, nice. Okay, so uh, back to this, back to this Yu-Gi-Oh game. <laughs> there was a, there was this announcement I saw on Steam of a Yu-Gi-Oh fest that they were doing to promote this new uh, game that they're putting out, and I was like, ah, the last few Yu-Gi-Oh games that I've played that are like actual official Yu-Gi-Oh titles aren't really that good the only place that i've been able to find online where i could like play decent Yu-Gi-Oh, and i didn't have to spend 20 30 hours trying to get cards was like third party like websites that just had all of the cards that you could choose from um but with master duel they start out by giving you about thousand twelve hundred cards and they just give you packs. Like, you just get so many materials that you can't help but buy packs. And, uh, I don't know. I've played a little bit of it. Uh, the deck building seems a little odd because they have it to where you can search through the community through like public decks. And that in and of itself is a nightmare because you'll look at 30 different deck lists for one deck type that you want to build. And all of them are completely different. But they all feature the same mechanic and win conditions, so just uh, tune to your heart's desire. Yeah, just 70 Pretty blue much. eyes, white dragons. Or? That's not go, how that works. Go, go to the actual play space with the cards. Net deck top five. See if you can build it, and then just solve the game. All right. F f yeah. Fine, fine, horse. That is how you win Yu-Gi-Oh! 68 blue eyes white dragons 
and then one Dark Magician girl to make sixty-nine. That just sounds like a party. That doesn't sound like a Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> that that is a move. That, that is a video on Pornhub somewhere. Uh, question: Are the dragons arranged in a semicircle or a full circle? And is the girl kneeling? Yes. These are pertinent questions. They're they are they have wings. They have, they're they're flying in a circle. I'm. And I'm she is also, still kneeling. I'm open to a spit row situation, but that's a that's a big old game of hot potato. <laughs> and uh, considering the dragons, that's like a, a everlasting air combo. That girl's not touching the girl. <laughs> done. Well, this is going to be some uh, Evo shit that you'll see. Yeah, the jock juggle. Welcome to the party. Surprised that's not a metal song. The jock juggle. The jock juggle. Uh, I mean, again, musical guest Ario Cumwagon might just have what you're looking for. <laughs> of all of all music I've ever listened to, I feel like Ario Cumwagon would probably do the best on a song like that. They would. <laughs> I mean, Danny Sex Bang might be a close second. I was about to say uh, Ninja Sex Party might be up there. Mm-hmm. No. With, in, with, what is it? The album names in between the sheets or something like that. Yeah, between the sheets. Hear me out. Let's make a super group. Get Ario Cumwagon, Ninja Sex Party, and uh, whoever else that other one was. AA Bottom, the ZZ Top cover yeah. band. Yeah, AA Bottom. Put all of them together and just have an amalgamation of pure sexual energy and tension on one song. I would add one additional wild card element. Mm-hmm. What is this wild card? Weird Al Yankovic. He has to be playing the accordion. Okay. That's the only. It's, it's just sexier <laughs> with an accordion. <laughs> and no the accordion is played with. And, and who's sexier to play the accordion than Weird Al? Than Weird Al. Well, in this case, Weird Al is more the composer, arranger, and vocalist because he's supporting the accordion through, let's call it a metal peg. And there are two performers on either side using hip motions to work the bellows. Mm. <laughs> I mean, this this is a transcendental sexual experience. Oh, Queer yeah. doesn't begin to describe it. Yeah, this sounds well, like something that you would only get the chance to see once, and everyone that sees it is just enlightened and on another level of existence. Yeah, they just leave. <laughs> Their bodies disappear, leaving sticky puddles of proof of wisdom on the ground. <laughs> Got that's a consecrated what, site. That's what we're calling it now? That's one of the things we can call it, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Concentrated, concentrated wisdom. I'm gonna start calling concentrated it that. Concentrated wisdom. <laughs> hey, girl, you want some concentrated wisdom? Like what? Don't worry about it. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Bro, how how's your little little uh week been? What My been little week. Man, oh man, I don't like that affectation. That's okay. It's a very American thing to do. Could be a big week. Did you get a lot done? Was it a, busy? Uh, I'm very suddenly employed after quite a d- decent amount of time seeking placement and attempting to market myself. I've been uh, short-term drafted into a worthy enterprise of being a frontline COVID test arranger. So while they do have positions for people doing the swabbing, I'm more of the, let's call it the courtesy clerk type. Yeah. And this primarily involves being out in a hastily constructed um, racetrack of an environment where you try to get the cars as speedily and accurately into position, ascertain who's inside, who's getting tested, get their information, put it on records because the CDC is involved, and yeah. then provide them with the necessary test sample material while trying not to get COVID. Mm. 
And there's a, a reasonable amount of hazard pay for the short-term position because it's being brought in by a staffing company versus directly hired. But yeah. I will say that even after a couple of shifts, just because basically the message came through on Tuesday, here's the plan. That Thursday evening, I said, can you be here instead of Friday morning? And gritting my teeth, I said, uh, sure, I guess I'll go to bed at 3 a.m., wake up at 5 and see what happens. <laughs> and I managed it. I stayed on my feet for the whole shift. Uh, it's it's simple but taxing work. But yeah. luckily, the crews that are working around us are resolute, if nothing else. They're, they're a little over it, a little tired, but they're, they're moving in a good clip. And people oh. seem genuinely pleased and happy when they're able to be met with anything outside of hostility or dismissal. So, yeah. I don't know what the money actually looks like, because that's at least a week out to see what the numbers say, because I'm half expecting... Oh, mileage? No, we lied about that. Don't don't worry about it. But You, you uh, thought it said $32? You, we said pesos. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, the, the conversion <laughs> rates are kind of kind of fucky. We're it, paying it, you in point zero 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 three two Bitcoin. We're paying you in exposure. That just dropped well, off by like a thousand percent too. That would have been a kick in the dick if they told me that. We're going to pay you in cryptocurrency. Which one? Bitcoin. Motherfuckers. <laughs> Funny you mentioned that. I actually came across a very good video by um, Folding Ideas. It's actually a video about NFTs, but it covers the gamut of digital scams. So my week has been pretty compressed into preparation, anticipation, switching up plans. And now um, my free time is much more metered and measured. But there was still a little bit of allowance for side games, watchies and doies and discussies, especially with my significant other, as I walked her through a couple more games. I was, and it's... Uh, uh, let me uh -huh. interrupt again. I, I was quite curious. How is the significant other taking you working this job now? Because you're the only uh, one here married, so we we can't understand this. I suppose it's being seen as a positive. I felt pretty attacked character-wise when most of the adjacent family was, say, understandable but unpleasant versions of, what's his problem? Why is he, like, like being a deadbeat? Why can't he, like, like, just go out there, like, work? Like, you know? And it's not for lack of trying, but I'm also not interested in being a regular grunt, if that makes sense. I've already did that for a sufficient amount of time to damage my back. I'd prefer to do something more gainful with my rational abilities. Uh, logistical, analytical, communicative, etc. And I mean, the joke the joke's on me right now. I'm absolutely being a grunt, but this is one of those, they're in dire need and they're paying above rate. Okay, sure. We'll do that for a while. I can eat sandwiches. It's fine. Yeah. But, and uh, with, with it being like what you were talking about, it sounds like it's not going to be too, too bad of grunt work. And there's still a decent amount of that, like analytical and clerical, making sure shit gets to where it needs to go, like type of work. Yes, it's refined into pretty simple, guidable steps. There's not that many screw ups that are possible. And depending on volume, we can flat out say, no, you came at this wrong. You don't get this right now. Leave. But it is depending on the flow of vehicles and cases coming through that station, uh, that's 10 hours on your feet. Yeah. In and out, in and out, in and out. You can sit down, but then the get-up tax gets harder and harder, and people might be pretty gung-ho right around 10 a.m. Right around 2 or 3 p.m., everyone gets real, real quiet for the most part. The jokes kind of stop, and then by 5 p.m., there's a dead-eyed stare. Yeah, and it's uh, just like, oh, I want to go. Basically, yeah. And I feel kind of bad when there's a lull. 
because schedule-wise, we know there are still evening appointments coming up. You know, the sun's gone down, it's gotten significantly colder, people are just griping and whining, and you want to pack up shop and go, but we still have outstanding appointments. Mm-hmm. And there's just not enough work. So you can sort of sit on your thumbs and twiddle them, or you can fold some paperwork, you can maybe requisition some more labels, but that's done in minutes. And there's nothing to do until everyone arrives, and then off you go. Go get the stuff. And there's seven cars in the queue, and the first car has five Mexicans inside, for the sake of the joke. And they go, what do you mean appointment? So then you gotta (laughs) commit a worker or two to take them out of rotation onto the side and do the long form of uh, basically getting them into the system. Because they have to. There has to be a record of vaccination. You get this for free in exchange you're trading information to the database. It's not difficult. It's just a compounding series of simple steps that if they run within an error margin, everything works pretty well. When they don't, when your blood sugar runs low, or your patience gets low, or the people are just being militantly uncooperative, that's when errors can really compound. But we do it okay. I even proposed something very simple, saying, you know, this is a erected canopy with a metal frame and a veneer cover and some worklets attached. And by the looks of it, somebody snagged the lights with a roof rack or something similar previously. And a vehicle even whipped by with an antenna hitting the canvas. So let me propose a solution. Um, we get a dowel or PVC piping. We mark it with red electrical tape and cut it to size to be just, like I said, a quarter to a half inch clearance underneath the bottom rail. And then if a car looks kind of tall, we pick up the stick, we'll put it next to the car, we determine if they go around or through the main queue. The response to this is sort of some version of, well, it's not a big deal, you're kind of new, like, who cares? And I'll let the conversation simmer, because the way I talk, this is how it happens. And then I repeat my idea several times, and they go, well, if only there was some solution to that problem. And I go, stick, <laughs> tape, stick and tape, you fuck! <laughs> I only told you 30 minutes ago! Yeah, yeah so... You know, I, I I introduced the idea, the seed is planted, and in two weeks, they'll think it's their idea, inception effect occurs, and they go, I had a great plan, you guys, we're going to issue sticks. They're, see, here's the issue, though, they're not going to issue sticks, they're going to issue, like, flags or something, something that was asinine that you won't be able to use, like, wh- why? Like, what yeah, you need measuring, to do... Measuring tapes. They're, they're going to give you a measuring wheel, like, we need you Whoa. to roll um, up the side of the car, and then touch the top and tell us how many feet that is, and, like, wh- are you, why you mad guy? It's got like a 10-foot standout. No, it fucking doesn't. Anyway. So, what have I done in a recreational fashion that matches up what we're doing? Uh, My wife has begun playing Transistor after having finished Bastion. Are you gentlemen familiar with it? I know Bastion. I I know it's the same studio, so I have not played Transistor, though. Yep, crickets. So, Transistor is just about a turn-based action combat game and i say just about because the main character's primary advantage is being able to pause time cue out all of the character's stamina and abilities along the map that she can reach and afford in her stamina then execute them in the blink of an eye and then be very vulnerable while stamina refills so you get to seek cover you get to blow your wad if you will and then affect set up any sort of buffs or debuffs knock enemies together Land your DPS, dash around, etc. You can also do these things completely live, but the enemy will always have a much easier time hitting you than you can hit them, and you're not very durable. And if of the four abilities you can have slotted to your character, if your health bar ever runs out, 
one of those abilities becomes unavailable for use for a certain number of arenas, and you get a retry on a new health bar, meaning you can lose your health up to four times. So hypothetically, the game is forgiving, but there's a bit of a skill check. Whereas on Bastion, my wife played in what's called no sweat mode, which I give no pressure for. It's it's a fun way to go, where you get infinite continues, meaning if somebody beats you in a fight, you get back up and you hit them again. And then when you fall down and die, just get back up and hit them some more. You're going to win through attrition. Not so in this game. And of course, with this studio, we're talking about serious musical talent, great voice acting, impressive visuals, and just oozing with style. But it does hinge upon a combat system, and if that system is unsatisfying to you, not going to have a great time. So session one was about an hour and change. And we'll revisit it again when she's a little bit more prepared for what she's dealing with. Because it's a very relatable effect for most players. In a simple environment, when you're given practice fights or tutorials, you kind of do the moves and think, oh, that's easy. But then as soon as the challenge gets amped up, the mind never made the connection as to why move one connects to move three that then channels to move two. That association is not really there. So you end up spamming one button because that's what we humans as monkey brains do. Hit it with a rock. Hey, did you know that you can actually like throw the rock up in the air and then time the arc so you can hit the enemy and drag him just where the rock's going to fall down for extra damage? No! Smash with rock! <laughs> so that, that'll be a forthcoming process. I also played a game, beat it actually. <clears throat> well, let me rephrase this. Uh, my main project is still Sekiro. Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, which is the Souls game between Dark Souls 3 and Elden Ring. And it is very much its own thing. I, I enjoy it, but it's a demanding play. And if I don't have two to three hours to give it, I don't want to sit down for a session. Because, I mean, you need to commit. <laughs> this is yeah. not a casual play game. Yeah, unless It's not one of those you can sit down for 30, 45 minutes and actually make progress. Unless you're farming, but is it really fun to sit down and repeat the same loop? Yeah, I mean, for the at, next at that point, minutes? you're just grinding for a little bit before hopping off. Exactly. So instead, I decided to play Valiant Hearts. Valiant Hearts is a Ubisoft-published indie game that's, uh, I don't know, 10-ish years old, maybe a little bit less. And it is a, you could argue it's a very simple side-scrolling puzzle game, but the subject matter is World War One, or rather, the Great War, because there was never supposed to be a follow-up war. Uh, funnily enough, uh, just convenient rebranding here, because America loves this. I just didn't really realize that Vietnam, the Vietnam War to the U.S. is actually the second French-Indonesia War. Oh, French-Indochina, excuse me. Hmm. Which communicates like a bigger story, a way bigger story. To which my wife had asked me, like, what's in Vietnam? In parentheses, a lot of subject matter is committed to making movies about the war in this place. And I looked at her, and I smiled, and I said, Communism. And then that made a lot of sense. Well, I mean, Chucks, yes, saying it glibly addresses the textbook. Mm -hmm. If we're looking at subtext, what the fuck happened? <laughs> because if that was the case, then the Western powers never won. No. Cambodia, Laos, and Vietnam turned into officially stating a communist position. They never got there. Communism doesn't exist in the world, never has, at least as far as we know. But they were socialist democracies or socialist republics yeah. until their more valuable neighbors collapsed. And then they said, ah, we like dollars. We'll take dollars. Cool. Yeah. 
Well, Vietnam went in and took over Laos. No, excuse me, Cambodia because of Pol Pot. Yeah, there you go. My bad. I was like, wait a minute, wrong place. Yeah, we bombed the shit out of them, but uh, there was no objectives. We were just there like, hey, they might be in this town. Let's take the town. All right, we took the town. Get the fuck out of the town. And that was constant objectives during the Vietnam War. There was no... We're taking... During the Korean War, too. So, like you said, it's the second French-Indochina War. The first was during the 1950s while we were in Korea. Why is there a sequel war? Why? The sequel was to get back and to stop... To keep democracy there. They felt, the American government felt, that if we let communism take over, that it's essentially just going to be from China... Uh, Vietnam and all these countries all the way to like the eastern block of Russia or western block however you want to look at it depending on which direction Russia yeah Russia western Russia Russia. yeah the US United States uh, uh, provided aid in the first Indochina war Mm -hmm. as in we'll send in our forces achieved fucking nothing so yeah we did so the first Indochina war we were in Korea we were stopping Korea, North Korea from taking all the way over of South Korea, even though the South Korean president was a complete dictatorial douchebag um, and killed a lot of people. We were like, oh, he has democracy and he supports us. So we're going to go in there and protect him. But while that's going on, France lost Vietnam. Um, they joined together, the Vietnamese joined together and, you know, essentially stopped uh, the French from being there. There was no longer a colony. And it was separating to the communist northern bloc in the same thing as Korea, the southern democratic bloc. And then uh, Ho Chi Minh came in and was like, no, communism needs to be there. This all needs to be one country. And a lot of people did it. And there were certain situations that uh, fucked up for them and for us. Uh, our biggest thing was that we were just randomly bombing and using agents like Agent Orange and other materials and killing these random civilians for no reason. I'm, uh, I'm just going to advise you, Chucks, that you're speaking with spirit and in yeah. the moment. And it's, if for anybody who's not me, this is very unintelligible. It is. I'm sorry. So essentially what I'm getting at is we fucked up a lot. There was a lot of fucking mistakes and it we needed to go in on a better solution. We didn't. And, we had no goal in the end. And then President Nixon asked Dr. Manhattan to intervene. Yes. The call ended in four days and Nixon got his third term. Happy end. Thank you, Alan Moore, and I'm sorry it's intelligible there. I was just on a rant. Yes, but you're also being recorded, so your rants need to be more structured. Thank you. Because I know you know what you mean in your head. Yes. Horse can sort of keep up because he's been around you long enough. Mm, Kind of. And as fun as it is to listen to you, Alex Jones, out, I would like for you... The the flippant frogs are gay, man. Sure. So Valtherian Arc is a game that I chose to play aside from Valiant Hearts that I do want to play. The trouble with Valiant Hearts is that the mechanics are minimally complex but the game has a lot of heart and feel, at least for me because it does portray it's it's on the light-hearted, tasteful side of a game called This War of Mine which is a war game that takes perspective of civilian survivors during any sort of occupation or bombing. The city is a contested zone Buildings are barely standing, supplies are scarce, and people are trying to live out like rats, and they're not all friends. So this War of Mine is a difficult game thematically, if not mechanically, but it's also difficult because of survival. Valiant Hearts is a peak at events in France, and when the opening cutscene shows you occupied France, and 
the German troopers, well, occupied is a strong word, but still, German officials arrive and draft the son to fight for Germany, and then a letter arrives for the father to fight for France. You kind of see that we're going to be hit with specific themes here. And so far, it's been, paying, it's been paying off, but it's not an enjoyable game in terms of relaxation. It's more of, let's examine this big, big, big subject through the fairly tame lens of an artistic side-scrolling game. So I decided to play something in my collection that was more mechanically rewarding, and I could give a fuck about the story, which is where Valtherian Arc is, it enters the scene, because it is a combination game that does a few different things and not super well in any one of them. But it hits certain pieces for me. One, it is a top-down action hack-and-slash game where your characters, your party of up to four, will wander smallish maps, wipe out goons, pick up loot, and head home. It is a character training game where you'll get to take basic class recruits and then guide them across levels to several not-too-complex class evolution trees. And then mainly, it is an academy game where your academy has a certain amount of room and slots on its grounds to build facilities and means of raising students. And then you are to graduate students on the behest of the crown in specific limited terms of time, semesters. And the graduating students will be effectively commissioned and recruited by the state to give you funds to expand your academy. So your not Hogwarts mil military academy fascism school, uh, very colorful. They have great leaves. Uh, it will grow over time, and you will take up missions and quests, some passive, slow, taking weeks and weeks and weeks to dispatch these students to, some active, which are the small hack-and-slash maps I mentioned. The joy was to quasi-customize the school castle, and then watch the little mooks with the smiley chibi avatar faces become dragon knights and arquebusiers. I think I knocked that out in about four days or so of fairly timid play, a few hours here and there. Very cutesy, budget game. I got it in deep sale for, I think, $5. And it was rewarding to at least scratch those little pieces. Like, for example, do either one of you remember the game series Dungeon Keeper? The, yes, I remember it. I don't... does not ring a bell for me. Okay, well, it's old as balls. But the principle is that you are a evil overlord, a fantastical, mythical creature, a presence, really. You don't have a physical avatar. You are responsible for a dungeon core that powers your influence. And you have access to a dark portal through which you can attract creatures to the dungeon that you have. You have uh, bitch boy imps that you can use to mine out areas underground, pave the floors, uh, support the dirt structures, walls with, with tiled stone, and basically tend to the dungeon. And all the monsters that come in, you don't have any direct control over. You can pick them up with your spectral hand and drop them into places in your dungeon, but basically you have to lure them in by things they like or pay out bounties from your treasury to target certain enemies. And your enemies include rival overlords with their dungeons and the armies, and of course, heroes. Heroes will come to your realm because the more prosperous your dungeon, the better the looting is. So the gnomes, the elves, the dwarves, the knights, and the priests are all coming in for that sweet, sweet payday, and it is your sacred duty to murk the fuck out of them. But the game is also quite humorous. A cheeky dark humor with the this, this sequel, I believe, maybe the first one featuring leather-bound dominatrices. So that's kinky, that's cool. I miss those games based on laying out your dungeon as you saw fit 
and then you could take a you could possess a creature with a spell and then first person view walk through your creation. So primitive games, relatively speaking, but I miss them in concept. And yeah, uh, of course, the concept definitely sounds interesting. Like that sounds like something I would sink a couple hours into and really enjoy it. There have been successor games, the Dungeons series. Uh, available on Steam, I think, and several others have tried to evoke the spirit of the game, and they've succeeded in kind of nodding, paying homage to the feel of the OG studio. But it's not quite as metal, and it's not quite as funny, and it's not quite as cute. So it's it's a version that doesn't have the same core appeal at the time. Uh, and also, this reminds me of one of my favorite series that I never really finished, actually, come to think of it, uh, Suikoden. Do you know what this is? Not a clue. Yay for ignorance! <laughs> so it is a venerated JRPG series. Again, lost the time. Suikoden 2 on the PS1 is one of those greatest of all time games, and I, I will definitely lean on. Yeah, writing good, game good, feel good. Uh, the principle of all the games is it's it's virtually the same story each time. Different in setting. So very Zelda-like. There's a betrayal in the kingdom. Your protagonist is usually a member of the royal family, somehow. There's a change of the guard, they are exiled, and they barely escape by themselves, or possibly with a small cadre of protectors. They seek shelter and allies across the land who oppose the new regime. They will establish a fortress, and they'll begin to draw the necessary characters to make a meaningful um, counter-coup to re-seize the throne. And the game's conceit is that you will recruit 108 characters throughout the game. Not all of them are combat characters. Many of them will simply find their way to your shelter, to your hideout. And the more characters you bring into your hideout at certain points, it will trigger changes, cosmetically and mechanically, to the place that you go back to, your main base. And it has been everything from a forgotten cave island that has been hollowed out into a fortress bastion, a proper castle that has been refitted with things like elevators, or even a pirate ship that continues to amass more hull mass and then just new new segments fill in with people. The idea of attracting people who want to be there and pursue a certain common cause and then getting like a big, cozy war family, I like that shit. I enjoy it quite a bit. So that aspect is somehow addressed in making an academy of students to say, ah, yes, my finest fighter, my, my proudest tank. Well, gotta graduate, fuck off. Time to train the new one. <laughs> You've learned all you need. Get out. I need new blood. Plus, plus the payout on your graduation is pretty sweet, and Daddy needs a new pool. So, <laughs> that has been a decent chunk of the things that I'd finished. I had begun a very casual run. Um, there, there are certain series that I come back to after a long break, because if you go too much back-to-back, -back, it just doesn't feel good. Like a Warriors game. Uh, if you play two Warriors games back-to-back, -back, it's a little bit too much, considering you're running character levels and maps over and over, wiping up mooks, that's good in its own, but not if it feels like you have to get through some stuff to get to the other stuff. Uh, the Earth Defense Force games, I really enjoy them, but again, in doses, and I never get to play with friends, so it's just a grindier experience that it could otherwise be. So this is, a, this is yet another LEGO game, and the last LEGO game I played was LEGO City, which I despised. I had to push myself to get to the main story and give, give none of a fuck for the extras. Uh, unfairly because I played it directly after Nier Automata, so no matter what game it was, it wouldn't be good. So that was sort of my sacrificial lamb saying, oh wow, this is really shitty for a Lego game. 
Even though mechanically it was sound, it just had no... It was so generic feeling. Yeah. Uh, so this one that I'm playing is the Marvel Super Heroes one. Where again, I'm not invested in these characters, but at least the game itself with its familiar beats of beat the story missions, now go back with extra characters, now collect the Madudads, now go see what Doc Strange is up to. It's all very familiar, but I would say that this game has a better understanding of how to use its own mechanics, its themes, its character rosters, and how to keep that little itch of humor and collection uh, being satisfied. So that's the got a half an hour. Uh, let's play a little bit of this, the sort of low stakes game. Yeah, some you can just hop into. Yeah, and usually, because since it's it's saved screen by screen, it's pretty satisfying. And then every now and then, it's oh yeah, look, it's Colossus punching uh, Juggernaut. That's fun. Stuff like that. Not a Marvel convert, just sometimes it's the familiar things. Uh, as far as as far as other gaming bits, I think that basically brings us up to the current standing. Oh, and Chuck's, I I downloaded. Uh, a zombie army four. Oh, how'd you enjoy that, sir? Oh, I didn't play it yet, not at all. Uh, that's my, but that's my brain dead game after uh, Lego superheroes. <laughs> so first, I collected the Lego blip blocks, and then I send them through the zombie skulls to make the bar move to the right to get a a bigger Lego block cannon. Nice. Uh, as far as things we have watched, I have been gently co-opted into watching The Queen's Gambit with my wife. Good show. Because she started watching it. I was told, watch the show. I said, cool, hold my dick. I'm going to watch it when it's goddamn time. Because it's the new cool hotness and I don't care. Then she decided she'd watch it. But then I sat down with her on episode two. And we kind of have this uneasy compact of it's not a very long series, but now that I'm watching it with you, do we watch it together? Or do you get to feel like you're cheating on me by watching ahead? It's one of those really tense couples things where your relationships have taken a considerable strain when your mutually agreed watch list just doesn't do the thing. Uh, and some stories uh, like that. We, I think we're roughly halfway through. I think we stopped at the beginning of episode five. Um, I can't just do the thing that Chucks does. Like, yeah, good show! I must look at it critically because it has such a claim and rave. I'm thinking to myself, what are we really doing here? And regrettably, it has just a little bit too much naked sports anime rhythm where, oh, yeah, at the third episode, our up-and-rising comer, who is now overconfident, faces defeat for the first time as a necessary lesson and then gets to experience anguish and self-doubt, and is given another sub-arc how they just gain a few power levels in the face of this, misunderstanding the lesson they were supposed to learn, so that the next time it happens to them, it should be a point of, moment of reflection. And then Uncle Ben dies. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I don't mean to interrupt you. Um, then don't. <laughs> I'm going to anyways, you know me better than that. I do. Uh, the person that she loses to happens to yeah i believe he's the kid who plays ferb and he also was in uh yeah the maze runner is, series is that the fucking important part it is because i couldn't remember who it was he was, plays the uh yeah benny watts the australian kid how about this yep the it's a chess show right we didn't say this it's a show about chess <laughs> in the 1960s at the same fucking time as vietnam is happening Poor little redheaded orphan girl is showing the world that women can play chess and don't have to be women, but they don't need penises either. Anyway, side subject. 
the character begins to seek acclaim, and everyone doubts her, and then she keeps winning and gets a national scoring, and gets a chance to take a crack at the U.S. champion. So she loses to the U.S. champion. And if those watching at home have never watched Bleach or some shit, why are you surprised that the plucky protagonist of our show loses to the U.S. goddamn champion? Now, I understand that the show has a very strong fuck-men posture. I understand this. I asked my wife repeatedly, yeah, why is it that the way this is written, everybody has to be snarky to everybody? No one talks in an even fashion. It's either mentor to student or just sass, sass, my fucking sass. And so much, we're finished talking now, goes to leave. And one last thing, just so much of that. It's cheap. It's cheap, and the show can do better. I know it can, because sometimes it does. But okay, fine. This is actually mass appeal viewing, and you get to feel super classy, and that's why we can have a ch show about chess, but not a show about Go, because Go would make your brains explode. Now, I'm enjoying pieces of it, but I cannot give it unequivocal satisfaction and praise. Can't. Just can't. I'm looking forward to watching, I believe it's Black Mass, or Black Masses, also Netflix, but that's going to be a harder thing to sell because show about a uh, romanticized substance abusing genius like Sherlock Holmes uh, is a lot easier to market to the proletariat than a show about reflections upon religion as a mutual agreement where everyone knows it's nonsense, but it's the best we got, so let's try. That's way harder to access because it's supposed to be my Jesus, my Jesus tis of thee. Um, not tripping at the line of scrimmage and then scoring a sick touchdown doing a holy dance at the end. Sure? I know this is getting kind of convoluted, but again, if something is just like, oh my god, what a good show, and I watch it and I think, this is this is Swiss cheese, man. Yeah, it's nice and chewy, but I can see the light through the other side quite easily. I'm curious where we're going to go, and I just, I don't think I don't think the show has the courage to go full-on Harrier Dubois and show us what a talented train wreck can really look like. Instead, it'll be this charming, cutesy, and most importantly, safe portrayal of uh, vicious substance abuse and a person's only outlet with a manic, rampaging mind. Where chess is just the discrete construct that is perfect for trying to make any kind of sense of the world that you're thrown into. Because it does not make sense, but everyone's pretending that it does. And that's even more maddening. Again, Subtext. No time for that shit. Uh, I think that more or less catches me up. Horse, any questions? Um, I actually do have a question because the the girl that plays the redheaded orphan in Queen's Gambit is actually is also yeah. Well, she is blonde, but um, she's also in one of my favorite uh, recent Netflix shows. And I don't know if either of you have seen it. Uh, Peaky Blinders. Nah. I believe I've started to watch it, but I'm nowhere near deep enough to figure out if I like it or not. Yeah, I know she's in it. I've only watched like three episodes into season one. I I am a big fan of it. Um, but even me, as someone who doesn't watch things critically, sees a decent amount of flaws in it. Well, see... Like, when you spend time in an anglicized or a British crime environment, a Guy Ritchie film lasting about 90 to 110 minutes will do you just fine. 
So a show across what five to seven seasons is it's five seasons right now. Is the storytelling holding up, or are we treading some water with? And then the blacks moved in. Um, it it kind of held up, but it went from being like a a smallish backstreet razor gang into like pseudo fascism, the rise of Nazism type that could, deal. That could go places depending on how they handle it, but I have no faith they'll handle it. They sort of yeah, that's that's about where I'm at with it. I'm like, I could see this being amazing. They could do really well with this, but I think they're gonna try and play it safe, and by playing it safe, they aren't gonna do as good of a job as they could have. Hmm. Are you well, going I... to... I'm, I don't mean to interrupt. Are you going to watch the movie? Say if the season tanks, are you going to watch the movie they're coming out with next year? Mm, maybe. Probably? I don't know. The The season's going to have to be really bad for me not to at least give the movie a shot. I'm just happy that Killian Murphy's getting work. Me too. Yeah. Go watch Sunshine. What is Sunshine? Sunshine is a science fiction film made by Danny Boyle. Sunshine is a movie about trying to jumpstart the sun with a big ass bomb. But, but unlike unlike Armageddon, it's a little more nuanced. Yeah. It's not actually about the bomb itself. Yeah. Worth your time, certainly. I, I I misled you. There was one other thing that I watched together during our watching movie time sessions with my wife, and we watched We Were Soldiers, which I haven't seen for years and years. And I continuously, I know they're different theaters of war, I understand this, but I continuously kept comparing We Were Soldiers to the Thin Red Line because I have a buddy that takes every opportunity upon mention to shit all over the Thin Red Line for being an artsy-fartsy piece of goddamn fuck shit. His words, not mine. And something about baby birds falling out every shot intercut with Mother Nature um, completely missing most of what the movies wants to say artistically. I don't blame them because the movie is not really interested in whether you um, are keeping up or not. It's doing its own thing, so hang on or jump off. So We Were Soldiers is about Yadrong Valley, the first major engagement that the U.S. had uh, deployed into Vietnam on this capacity using helicopters, the light air, air cavalry. With Sam Elliott leading the charge, because Sam Elliott in his 1911 could take out the whole goddamn Gook army. And I say that lovingly. And um, it's curious to me how the movie so fraught with the men are undertrained, the division's understaffed, the choppers aren't proven and have no side doors. And let's go anyway. Just go deploy the 350 men to find the crazy-ass pilots that can actually pull off these maneuvers. Despite all that, not a single... Not a single actual flaw in the M16. Those rifles worked perfectly all movie long. It, which I think is the biggest lie of this whole story, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> but okay, I, let's, let's, let's go with it. Um, American boys being shredded by AK-47s. Uh, yeah, it's fine. Uh, Mel Gibson has beautiful eyes. We don't have to argue this point. And... I would say the film being just over two hours long is the right amount of length, but you have to decide how well you like your war movies to be paced. Because we have a very brief and brutal opening scene setting up the change of the guard between the French forces and the U.S. intervention. 
we are shown that our leader man is a really good leader man. He's conscientious and is Catholic, and he's got five kid, four kids, probably fifth in the way. So his wife loves him very much, or she's just terrified of being beaten to death. And as army spouses go, we get to see some intercuts between men in the field and the women at home, and the toll it's taking on all of them, because getting those letters is not a good day in anybody's life. When so-and-so got... Uh, Got a little too drunk and fell over the side of the tank and got crushed with the pretend that he felt enemy fire. Um, Bleak joke. Unnecessary. Go ahead. I, I Once again, interrupting. Uh, I, I want to know your opinion. And I've there was a YouTuber that we both like to watch, History Buffs, did a video on this. Uh, the scene where all the wives are sitting in their living room and the white wife that's from the North goes, I don't know why... The laundromat won't let me only do my whites. It said no colors, and everybody's like, uh, we have to explain this. It's like during that time, segregation had been around for almost a hundred years. She would have known what that meant. That kind of irked me for some reason. Like it, what she's she's from Vermont. They're different up there. Oh, okay. It's close enough to the Canadian border, they don't know any better. That's what you're saying. Sort of sort of kinda. I mean, yeah, it, it is an overpull, but you know what? How historically accurate is Braveheart? not very accurate and the bad part is both movies were written by the same guy yeah <laughs> how historically accurate i mean the battle of right. the battle of sterling bridge had no bridge in braveheart like wait a it minute was it was over the hill don't yeah. worry about it <laughs> I can the point here is to sell mood just like patriot just like so many others yeah does it sell mood yes it does how accurate is it shut the fuck up <laughs> go watch a documentary and then pretend that's mel gibson on the hill there uh man, I gotta, I gotta rewatch. Uh, excuse me, reread David Hackworth's autobiography about face. That's that's some storytelling spanning from Italy and the middle phases of World War II through the Korean conflict and through Vietnam into more modern events. That was a that was a gung ho general that just his kind don't exist anymore. Not saying he's a good man, but he did some really impressive shit. So, We Were Soldiers was an examination upon the attrition of both sides' conflict, because if the local forces won, then it would show the world that the U.S. really has no hope of pushing deeper inland, and the whole goal was to catch the military command of the resistance force before they crossed over into Cambodia, because we're not officially fighting the Cambodia, or Laos. Don't worry about it. And the flex for the U.S. military is very Apocalypse Now style. If we win this engagement, we're going to print all about it of how good our air tech is. If we lose, what battle? Never happened. So, if you want to look at it as the insidiousness of the state and the constant badgering of top brass saying, we've got to pull this platoon leader out. I'm. It's the wrong rank. He's not a platoon leader. Uh, to go and, uh, yeah, just go ahead and debrief him in Saigon and leave the men to die. And Mel Gibson's character staunchly refuses, hanging in as much as possible and resorting to more and more desperate measures to keep his men as alive as he can and outfox the enemy with dwindling chess pieces. Back to Queen's Gambit, everything is connected. I would say it is a moderately enjoyable watch. I think it's more feel than sense. And uh, I just keep on thinking about Sam Elliott's character, who is probably in his 50s, and out of choppers, and blatantly refuses to take cover, instead standing standing in a pistolier pose, just shooting down any oncoming troops to get within range. 
And sure enough, when they offer him an M16, he says, buddy, those going to be on the ground when I need them. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, if the political commissar is within shooting range, something went wrong and a lot of your troops are dead. There's mm -hmm. also that completely unnecessary baller shot that shows uh, an element of the Vietnamese Fighting Forces Command, who is a clerk, and we, sh we, we see him briefly. He wears glasses, so we know he's sensitive. And he pens a diary entry with a picture of his wife inside. And then the situation's gone uh, high stakes enough that he is sent along with uh, ground waves to overwhelm the enemy position, the American position. So he fixes his bayonet, sneaks up, runs at the command element with her backs exposed, does not offer a charging cry because he's very smart, but Mel Gibson activates his aimbot, blaps him right in the forehead, and there's a slow-mo squirty uh, side-scrolling shot of that particular fighter falling down and spraying the ground. I mean, it's a cool shot, but almost a little, I don't know, indulgently vicious, I guess? Mel, you're cool, you know, you're, you're Mad Max, but really? Did could... you really have to do him like that? Yeah. Well, you're, I mean, honestly, Sam Elliott's character, his second, that's the guy who should have pulled that trigger, just, to your left, sir. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> and then just keep shooting him on the ground, blap, 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 click, reload, blap, 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 blap. <laughs> Where's that M16? Uh-huh. So, I don't regret having it in my collection. It is arguably a better watch than Wind Talkers, although I have a soft spot for John Woo. So I'll take the metaphorical uh, big feels of Wind Talkers over We Were Soldiers. But We Were Soldiers is very competently filmed and has a lot of very impressive elements, including practical explosions out there in the green. And there are a few things that are as exciting as orange fireballs across green flowing fields with blue skies. I mean, that's just explosive poetry in my book. And then you uh, go back to Mr. Duval, Bob Duval. You smell that? That's napalm. Smells like smells like victory. Someday this war will end. 1966. You know, in 20 more years, Martin McFly would have to fly back to 1955. Really? What? Yeah. Okay. That just tying movies together. I think that I think at this point I'm genuinely caught up. I apologize for the sidetrack. You all loved it. Fuck no, you. You love hearing it. I did. Uh, I I do have some questions for you though. Um, have you Wait. ever seen the movie Tora Tora Tora? No, I've not seen Tora Tora Tora. At least not attentively. Okay. Uh, I, I'm just curious because you, you, Tora 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 is one of the few films. Even when it came out, it did it from both perspectives. The Japanese. So Tora 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 is the movie is based on the bombing of Pearl Harbor, but when they filmed it, they had a Japanese film crew and they had an American film crew. So the American film crew bolstered up the American propaganda situation, but the Japanese film crew kept it to kind of how it actually was and didn't do it like, oh, we're evil people. Like, hey, here's your job. Go out and do this. This is what you got to do. So it gives it a real authentic feeling. And they don't use English actors. They all speak Japanese. It's... Uh, I enjoyed it for the authenticity of the film and how it tried to portray the actual bombing of Pearl Harbor and not uh, beating around the bush. Uh, I believe Flags of Our Fathers the same way, or Letters to Iwo Jima do the same thing, where they have two sides and they depict both sides of the war, and it, it doesn't glorify one way or the other. It's been I would respond to that by saying I'm interested in seeing Torah, Torah, Torah. Absolutely. It's Harold, that is a very important film. 
I now own both Flags of Our Fathers and Letters to Iwo Jima. We've seen, my wife and I, Letters to Iwo Jima more recently. We're looking forward to Flags of Our Fathers as a composite story. And arguably, The Thin Red Line, once again, does the dual portrayal very well, even though it primarily focuses on the American side of the action. And Bec- uh, the more... Go ahead. No, no, no. I was going to say, I'm sorry. Um, if Thin Red Line's the Battle of Guadalcanal, correct? Yes. Okay. Just curious. Pretty important. Pretty important. And again, it's one of those opportunities where I pause the film. I look at my wife and I say, can you find this place on the map? And then she does. And I say, okay, what the fuck are we doing fighting over there? And then questions must be answered in terms of logistical control and choke points and supply lines and outreach and potential strikes. Well, sure. But that's very much like her asking the super important question of, wait, what's in Vietnam? And the answer is communism. And if you sit and think about that, what are we willing to do to prove a point here? The answer is traumatize three generations of people on both sides, honestly. And arguably, the Vietnamese recovered way faster because (laughs) we're used to oppressive colonialism. We actually thrive underneath it. You just don't even notice. Anyway, uh, would like to watch, certainly. It's just... Though, if you watch them critically, let's assume you're out of your 20s, and let's assume even if you're in your 20s, you're not hiding behind the smug, shallow, though ultimately useful logic of it's like fucking like just you know the machinery of the man, man, just being like controlled dog. No, take a simpler approach. If you naively believe that there are good guys and bad guys, then you don't understand what's happening. And you're the kind of person that will be manipulated to serve the interests of those who can tell you who the bad guys and the good guys are. So war just shouldn't. It just fucking shouldn't. And I get to think about, okay, if I'm going to be a father, how will I explain this to my children? Because the question will come up. And I think they'll be sufficiently uh, traumatized by my speaking style that the words will be sensible, even though I have to preface this by saying everyone outside of this house will tell you that you're wrong and dumb and I'm wrong and dumb and will go about their lives angry and stupid like everyone else. But the nature of disagreements factored by munitions and fears of scarcity, I mean, that's that's what's going to happen. I mean, we, we don't need bombs. Sticks and stones will do just fine. But it sure is convenient to wipe out a whole bunch of them with one big boom. Am I right, fellas? Yeah. Just picture the nightmare of artillery to begin with. I'm going to try and hit someone from four miles away. In fact, I'm going to fire a volley of timed shots with alternating arcs so that all five shots land within a second and a half of each other and flatten the city block. I hope the signal caller knows what he's doing. Yeah. Oops. Oops, there was a hospital there. Oops. Actually, it happened this week. That drone strike was not supposed to strike that prison with 72 prisoners. Oops. But it was awful convenient that that happened anyway. What a tragedy, but several key factors are now off the board. Yeah. And that's that's unfortunately the deeper questions of how this works, and it's ultimately very challenging, and the arrangement we have is that we like our stuff, we want their stuff too, let's take their stuff and say we're not taking it, we're just liberating them from their stuff. But if you think about it too hard, then you end up um, 
dependent on chemicals not think about it very hard anymore so hey who likes titties oh hey speaking of titties stop touching yourself no <laughs> no <laughs> no I, I do have a story on what i've been up to so uh go on though does it involve titties it does involve titties well a show with titties uh please begin the story i'll be away for about 45 seconds ah so uh you guys have let everyone know what you've been up to so uh for the past few weeks I have been on uh, a Pokemon and anime kick, so uh, I would call it. Um, I kind of got out of the Pokemon thing the last week. Uh, I played Ruby, and I never played Ruby before, so I kind of just stopped. And uh, as most of y'all know, if you've listened to the older episodes, you guys know I have kids. The guys, Horse and Brow, both know that I have kids. Uh, At one point a few years ago, I attempted to watch a show. Uh, Horse, do you want to take a guess at what this is? It's probably Indigo League. I don't remember Indigo League having titties in it. Oh. Like I said, I stopped watching um, Pokemon, so now I went to the anime. Uh, I, I assumed it was going to be a Pokemon show since you brought up the kids. Um, no, 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 no. I, there's a story behind it, and I've told you the story. I'm sure you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember. Uh, the the anime show... Anime and titties could be, like, anything. This, this show is a harem anime. A notorious harem anime. Oh, God. Um, ReZero? Eh, Re, oh, that is a harem anime, but no, it's close. Uh, high School DXD, or High School DD. Mm. However you want to call it. I don't know if you say the X's. I don't care. However you want to call it, call it. Uh, I decided to sit down and finally finish it, because the story goes, I was watching this episode... Uh, when I was uh, living there with a horse, um, and I'm in my room, and I'm studying for this, have this on the background, and I'm watching it, and I don't realize within the first, like, 15 minutes of the show, there's tits. My kids at the time are like 9 and 5 area, 9 5, almost, yeah, about 9 and 5. And I made the huge mistake of having this on in the middle of the day, and right as the boobies come on the screen, my oldest daughter decides to start pushing the door in. So I have to fucking play magical wizard man and like ninja roll across the bed to grab my remote to hit back multiple times or just shut my TV off to make sure it's off the screen. And so now I only I kept trying to watch the show, but because of the kids, uh, she never saw anything. Thank the God. I was like, did you see that? She says no. So I never well, watched. Why is that a problem? Uh. Well, because of the age, and I don't need them going back to their mother going, Daddy was watching a show with titties in it! Like, oh, Jesus Christ. Well, why is that a problem? It shouldn't because be of the age. It's because the age. of the age. Yeah. Okay, what'd you teach him? Titties. This is evil and sinful until you're 18, then it's okay. There's a, As uh, the great uh, character Chef said in South Park, there's a time and a place for everything. College. Um, okay, so- Explain the pregnant fourteen-year-old. <laughs> no, uh, I so, mean, okay, it's from your neck of the woods that the phrases like "if there's grass on the field, play ball" come from. If, 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 if there's no grass, you play in the mud, sir. Yeah, yeah, heard that one too. Yeah, oh dear God. Um, so, news so say- I, I understand the puritanical concerns, but I also spit all over them. Teach, um, teach, goddamn it. No, they. I, I agree. Don't get me wrong. I'm not disagreeing with you in any way, shape, or form. It is... At the time, I was going through a custody battle, so 
it was real fucking iffy with how everything yeah. was going on. So I was just like, I don't need ammunition against you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to be careful. Um, uh, did you hear what the show was? No, um, I'm going to get, wait, hang on, hang on. I got it. Okay. 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 Hey, Pawn stars. Close enough. They have a lot of titties in there. Now high school DXD mm-hmm. or high school DD. Ah, see, you watch that in your phone. I did actually. I finished it off on my phone. So, uh, <laughs> is that the phrase you wanted to use? I did. I, I phone in one hand, uh, cock in the other, anime titties galore while I'm working. You know, mm-hmm. your taxpayers mm. hard at work with my well, dick okay, in your okay. hand, well, uh, with my dick I'm in your hand, with my dick in my hand. Wait. <laughs> Outside of fan art, DXD is um, the Marvel tradition of painted on clothes, not actually naked, but you can see the anatomy. Oh no! You see boobs and everything. You never get to see vagina. There's there's mm-hmm. boobs in this one. Uh, oh, that's that not that's not hentai. Technically speaking. You're no, good. no, no. Yeah, so it's not really, a hentai. That is, that is legally defensible. <laughs> it's legally distinct from. Uh, so I decided to finish the show because I only saw like the first season and I wanted to finish it. So I went through it. Uh, the plot follows a high school boy named Issa. No, no, please, please don't don't tell us. Please don't tell us. <laughs> okay, so you want to finish for the plot. And he kept finishing before the plot was finished. So he keeps starting over. <laughs> uh, so this has to deal with it. So what I mentioned to uh, uh, Horse, by the way, Brow, was that I've been on a Pokemon and anime kick, and I finally decided to start watching shows. I wanted to branch out and watch shows I've never seen. Uh, I got stuck on Pokemon Ruby, so I set that down. And so for the past two weeks, I've been trying to watch animes I've never seen before. Uh-huh. Horse started, and then I was just like, ah, it's not my comfort zone. I'm just going to go back to my comfort zone. So I finished uh, Full Metal Alchemist for the uh, one billionth time, uh, all sixty-four what? episodes, and I was like, "I'm going to go." Stay aggressively defies what you said before that. Yeah, I was. I was about to ask. I thought you said you were going to watch shows you hadn't. That listen to me, and I decided that I did. Let me finish. <laughs> I was like, "Fuck this!" I've seen. You finished everything. on DXD. I, I I went to DXD, and then I went to watch Urasuki. Was a show that I started and never got to finish either. Urasuki or Urusuki? I don't know. Hold on. Let me go spell it out here. O-R-E-S-U-K-I. So I'm going to say it's... So the whole... Suki. So with the way the name of the show is actually called Ore wo suki nano wa ome take ka yo or some shit like that. I'm not fucking Japanese. If anybody wants to rag me for trying to speak Japanese for a second. But you would like to be fucking Japanese. Yes. I would like to be turning Japanese also. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, copyright right there. Damn. Uh, so I decided to watch Orosuke, which is a slice of life about one guy trying to make, trying to find the love of his life that he met uh, and decides to get her friends because he finds out she's the ugly girl who runs the library. And so he tries to get her friends because she has done. Um, yeah, it's really branching up, bro. Yeah, yeah. Bite me. Uh, so I've been watching a lot of slice of life. Uh, I watched that and then it went to another show called Death March of the Parallel World Rhapsody. Uh, which is an isekai. Uh, if nobody knows what an isekai is, it is when somebody from one parallel world goes into like a fantasy realm and then takes over another body. In this instance, the main character was a game engineer who developed these two games. And when he goes to sleep one night, he wakes up and he's in both the parallel worlds of the games that he's creating as combined into one. And he's overpowered. Um, very mediocre. Only first season, 12 episodes. Uh, it, nothing l- was really overwhelming about it. It was no uh, time I got reincarnated as slime or rising the shield hero. 
uh, it wasn't none of those, so I, it was okay. Uh, the next one I tried yeah. was... I have to introduce a bit of poison into this. <laughs> because what you said was correct. What you said was, yeah, it was really mediocre. Are you familiar with the recent skip word that is used to just summarize all that? Uh, no. Okay. Please don't do this around me, if you can help it. But it could said, yeah, it was really mid. <laughs> I'm going to refrain from doing that. because Please, not... yeah, please don't do that. <laughs> that That's new parlance. That's modern speak, y'all. Okay, hold on here. Uh, we, can... we are just fucking, we are hurtling towards 1984 double speak and just uh, thought crime is going to happen. I'm fucking calling it out. The jokes are done. We're just angry now. <laughs> all right. So, mid uh... my ass. That's double plus on good, you shit. All right. So the next show I watched was called King's Raid Successor of the Will. It was mid. King's Rape Successor of the Will. Raid. But uh, oh. it, it was a rape to my eyes and ears. I could only get the six episodes. There's like 25. 26, excuse me. I'm looking at it now. Uh, I could only get through six. I just It was bore. It took too long. It's about a son who happens to be... His father happened to be the king 100 years ago who vanquished this evil dark lord. And somehow 100 years later he was born. And now he has to get the magical sword to defeat it. It just drags on and drags what? on and drags on. What, what is your selection process? Is it, oh, I don't recognize the show? Essentially. Or is there a little more critical thought going on? Because I could steer you towards things that stand out, but if you want to just continue bumping off of walls and ricochet into something noteworthy, you can do that. That's oh, a choice you can make. I did, and I'll, I'll get to that. Uh, but you are correct. I just, so I have Funimation. I pay for a subscription to Funimation. You can get a free subscription to Funimation and not pay a dime, but you have to watch ads. Or you get like one free episode or something like that, then you have to watch ads. I that pay. Ain't free. <laughs> it ain't. Uh, I pay for it because I like watching dubbed when I'm in the car because I can write reports and still hear what's going on. Um, I can't speak Japanese and I can't read sub while I'm typing a report because I'm not that talented. Um, okay, I'll teach you all you need to know about Japanese in two words. The words are Onisan and Kimochi. Uh -huh. And now pretty much lets you figure out what's happening in the scene from there on, any given time. Gotcha. Um, all the shows I'm going to uh, talking about are in English. I uh, then proceeded by just random chance. There were new new releases to Funimation, and so I went and uh, just like you said, just bouncing off the walls, hoping it would hit. I found a show called The Duke of Death and His Maid. It is a romantic comedy about a kid who has the touch of death given to him by a witch that he cannot break because he doesn't know how. And his maid who sexually harasses him throughout the whole episode, uh, series so far. One season, uh, the biggest flaw that I've seen so far is that its animation style is that of Berserk Season 2 that was done about 2015 and like a mm -hmm. computer-generated style of animation. And I don't like it. Um, and that's the only thing that bothers me. But besides that, the voice acting was pretty good and the story happened to carry itself and I'm kind of interested to see what happens. Uh, season one ended, I think at the beginning of the, this year, but like the very beginning, like maybe the seventh or eighth of January. Yeah. I've discovered the flaw in your plan. Every show you've mentioned has come out in 2020 or 2021. Yeah. So you're trying to watch fresh material. Well, I, I just, I just decided to grab something. The, the next show I watched uh, was called Com uh, combatants must be dispatched. And I couldn't get through an episode. It just... It didn't pique my interest from the get-go. It's about a guy who is sent to an Earth-like planet for this evil corporation with a angel bot who is there to help him uh, kill anything and take over the world. 
I I could only get about through 15, 20 minutes of it, and I just turned it off to find uh, another show, which was uh, the quintessential quintuplets, which I've liked so far. Horse, can you follow any of this? <laughs> I'm um, watching a lot of anime. That's it about sounds it. like he's just bouncing off the walls, choosing mm-hmm. animes, and trying it out, and then it's like, eh. Essentially. I, if it doesn't hit me. Watch another one, and it's like, nah, that one's not it. Doesn't can't get through an episode essentially that's what i've been doing i've just been sitting there but when you're working you don't have time to sit there and i can listen to multiple animes but if it doesn't keep my attention i'm just lulled into boredom boredom while i type out my report excuse me okay so we've discovered that isekai and slice of life are primarily uninteresting to you uh not necessarily i do like some isekais it depends on what the story is uh, about there you go there you go some <laughs> Because well, these are shows that are built on a template of, you know what this is, you want more, shut up and eat it. Here's here's this thing. The haircuts are different. The breast sizes differ. Uh, occasionally, yeah. The, the only difference is, can we see the protagonist's eyes or no? Because if no, it's an adult show. Uh, no, you can see their eyes. There you go. So, is there is there a point that you will reach? And I know that you're you're watching this as part of another process. So you can't give it your full, full, full attention. But is there a place you'll go to to look for recommends by people who talk about this genre of entertainment pretty much professionally and say, oh, this seems to be pretty well regarded and it's on the site that I have access to and then watch that uh, as in a allegedly known quantity? I really don't do that, um, but I do take recommendations. I've... So I have a buddy of mine who watches anime, but he watches it in sub. So that's the biggest issue is that, hey, I have it in sub. You can watch this on this platform, Crunchyroll. I listen to dub because of where I'm at and when I watch these animes. Um, And so I have no issues with finding anybody that would tell me, hey, like, this is a pretty good anime. Here's why. Like, meh. Like, I have gotten back and I've gone and started watching the quintessential quintuplets again and just essentially started trying to figure out what the actual show's about besides listening to it and seeing who it is, like what the actual characters look like and the really hearkening down on the plot. And I've enjoyed it so far. Hearkening down. Mm-hmm. You're, you're screaming at the plot. What are you about? Essentially like, yeah, well, essentially that's what I was doing. Like, what are you about? Like, fuck. Like, ah, explain. Yeah. Well, that's what oh, I was man. doing. Like I, I listened is, to it. That is very much a meme image. You would have to see. If you pull up beside a patrol officer in his vehicle, <laughs> looking down at his crotch, which has the phone, just screaming, explain. <laughs> Hands up on the air. I have done that more than once when I'm sitting there. I'm like, hey, this doesn't sound bad. Like, what the fuck is going on? God damn it. But I normally sit in vacant church parking lots, so no one really fucks with you there. Vacant church parking lots. Oh, yeah. Head tie in the church parking lot. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> That's how you have to do it, you know, in front of the Lord so he knows what you're watching when you're spanking one out. When's the last time you watched Afro Samurai? Ooh, I watched that not too long ago, actually. When I lived with you. So, four years ago? Three years ago? Okay. So, it's something you vaguely remember. Yeah. It's the... Akira is on the service. You could watch that. Ancient gem. I like Akira. I'm going down the alphabeticals right now to see if there's something worth looking at. And, th- th- I mean, there's stuff like Assassination Classroom gets a lot of love, but I really can't get into it because Battle Royale is right there. I mean, I can see yeah. it behind the cover here. And this is just 
that, but slice of life added. And I... then attack, attack Titan, not attack on Titan. It's attack Titan. God damn it! Uh, sorry, autistic. Beautiful but empty. Once again, sorry. I keep talking, Chucks. Oh, you're good. I I could give you, like I've watched. I'm up to date on Attack Titan. Um, I know the newest episode just got released a couple days ago, so I'll have to watch that. Afro Samurai, I enjoyed when I watched it. It's just been, like I said, four or five years since I've seen it, and it nothing after I start watching the animes that I enjoy, I just kind of let it go in one ear and out the other if there's something new normally. So that's why I've been trying to actually sit down and watch animes that aren't my comfort zone so I can sit there and actually look at them and be like, hey, there might be something new and good out there. Um, it's kind of hey, how I... Here's the problem. Not even new. Something that's been there for 5, 10, 15, 20 years that's been good the whole time. Just it never crossed your attention path. Did you watch Cells at Work yet? No, that's on there. I recommend. They also Edutate. have Cells at Work Black, I believe, is the sequel or something like that. I can't vouch for anything additional, unfortunately, just the first run. And here's the problem. Let's address this. You are not only doing something else as you're watching this, but you're watching it on a smaller screen. Anime has always been meant to be evocative, meant to be, meant to be appreciated in the most visually available format and standard because the low frame rate, which is stylistically common, is meant for your eye to catch the keyframes and the transitions and the flow and to sort of hover in the moments with these characters, right? Mm -hmm. And then a phone doesn't do that. So you're basically putting <laughs> like a hazard suit on the anime and then saying, impress me, as it tries to run laps and trips all over itself. That's going to be a hard sell. Going to be real hard. So trying to pitch a show somewhere along the axiom of it can't be too deep or you'll just not pay attention or it can't be too shallow because it'll just repel you. That's a tall ask for a genre, 85% of which is just filler. Colorful, bright, shiny filler. I, I will say that, yes. Uh, what What kind of started this was that I was watching One Piece and I was getting caught up to date and I was on episode 700 and I was just kind of burnt out after going through a whole arc of 112 episodes and realized <laughs> that it was <laughs> like, God damn, I need There's something. That. There's that. <laughs> I need something new. I need to stop watching something that I've already know what's going to happen. I need a change of pace. You watch Demon Slayer yet? Uh, I watched the first eight episodes. It wasn't great to me. And it, it wasn't as hyped as everybody made it out to be, and I was just so disappointed. I was like, this is okay. And there's some cool action going on, and the story's all right. Boys whose family gets murdered by demon, whose sister, or excuse me, vampire, uh, gets turned into also vampire, and now he's got to save her while also fighting off said over uh, evil overlord. That yeah, looks like Michael Ber Jackson. Ber Berserk is cool. Berserk is way cool. Demon Slayer is... Demon Sl okay, that's something to address. But... The joke is, well, one, it's not on the, series, on the service here, but Demon Slayer is sufficiently watered down Berserk. And I don't mean watered down in, like, a bad way. It's it's you mixing the stain that comes out of a can with just the right amount of dilutant to hit a different shade and intensity. What it's doing is not as intense, but it has its moments. And it, the season, the first season does suffer from, we have a dire episode, and we have a relaxed episode. Then it gets bad again. 
then it goes back to being calm again. So it's this, it, it creates a lightweight sensation uh, between its arcs. And then I, I don't want to be that guy who goes, hey man, if you watch this far, something really cool happens. But that fucking happens. There's like a four episode arc that gets resolved and it is a well-deserved rise, fall, and moment. And it's all the fan service you would want. But if you're not having fun, I'm not going to say keep watching. I'll just say that I find the art very satisfying. Full Metal Panic is on the service. Do you remember Full Metal Panic at all? I remember you were watching it, and I thought, I was like, I probably should catch that. Yeah, uh, Slice of Life high school shit combined with international espionage plus mechs. Huh. I'll have to check it out. It is silly, but it's a very good silly. It has strong endorsement based on horny energy, hero energy, spy energy, and bullshit mechs. Why does it have a knife attached to its mouth? I don't know. That's a dumb place for a sheath. But when it does knife foo, I'm on board. I hear uh, a lot of things about Gantz, because this service also has Gantz. I have not seen that. Uh, well, it's, it's a little bit like The Matrix, but significantly hornier. So if you like that, skin-tie bodysuits and guns of blood, it's there for you. Uh, I was I looked at Dora. I think that's how you say it. I've heard of it. Yes, it's where death has no head and she, but she has a yellow cat-eared helmet and rides a motorcycle around town. Um, that's all I know about it, and they hunt fairies, is what I believe. And uh, as my yeah. buddy put it, bingo stray dogs? It's bungo stray dogs. Um, that was one to check out. Um, sure. It's on Funimation, so I was going to look into that. Uh, do they have original Genshiken? No, they don't. They have second gen. Uh, Genshiken, a series, if you can find it, is a school slice of life show. Get ready for this. It's a show about porn without any porn. Really? So it's what? like a, a literature club of schoolers that get together and just talk about the stuff that they're very passionate about, including hentai. But you never see anything bad. But they get the one insecure shy girl that hangs out with them, and she's very chesty, and they keep trying to convince her to wear these cool outfits for them, and she just likes the attention. And it's, I mean, it sounds pretty creepy, but it's got this really, like, stupid energy of, like, they're school kids. They don't, don't know any better. It just makes sense. Yeah. Genshiken has an interesting mix of very, very slow pace, but if you like a low-key watch for relaxation, it's mostly there. It also has um, one of my favorite moments that I remember across time. Which is that one of the members of the nerd club is a conventionally handsome guy who is a monster at Guilty Gear. Just canonically, he's got a Guilty Gear. <clears throat> so because he's conventionally attractive, he's got a conventionally attractive girlfriend who doesn't give a shit about anything that he's into. But she likes the attention and likes to hang out because I guess they bone off screen. So every now and then she would go and hang out with the club and she's a straight person who is just like judging everybody there. Not about any of it. But she's encouraged mm -hmm. to sort of you know, try it. Maybe you'll like it. And so one of the like the chubby nerds is like, yeah, I'm really into Gunpla. And she goes, oh, what's this? And he says, be careful with this model. She'll say, yeah, absolutely. She holds it. He goes, yeah, this is like a custom yada, yada, yada. And she just looks at this and she gets so annoyed at listening to it. She goes, ha! And then the, so the shoulder socket just snaps off and falls to the floor. And he says, oh, what did you do? She says, I'm sorry, it was an accident. You went, ha! That's not an accident! <laughs> And he freaks out about his uh, custom model being damaged. A dumb moment, 
but I really enjoy it. And that's kind of maybe the tone that you'll see here. Um, Crickets. No, no, it sounds good. Uh, there's a couple that I want to watch. Death Parade is one that I've oh, been look. recommended. There's Gurren Lagann, the top of the pile. <laughs> I, well, I've seen that, though. I, that's a, yeah, I know. One I know. that's probably most people would surprise that I haven't seen is uh, Samurai Champloo. Excuse me. Oh, uh, my God. You need did, to watch did, Samurai Hold Shampoo. on, hold on. Did you like Bebop? Yeah, I like Bebop. It's done by the same guy, if I'm not mistaken. That's absolutely correct. It is done by the same guy. But do you want Bebop but Japan? Yeah, I wouldn't mind it. Well, here's the problem, horse. He is watching it on shift in the car on a phone at his crotch. That is also so, a fair point. How much attention will he really give it? Because because uh, Samurai Champloo is a show that does ask for your attention and consideration because it's frequently artistic, so, but often goofy. Let me let me give you uh, an example of what I have done with the shows I have liked, like the quintessential quintuplets and the Duke of Death and his maid, which are two slice of life romantic comedies. I have stopped and I, once I'm done doing whatever I'm doing, I, if I didn't catch anything, I will come home and rewatch episodes to figure out what's going on if I like them. So if it's something that does catch my eye, I will sit down and rewatch them um, just to get, just to know what's going on. Um, I think I have one for you. Mm -hmm. Did you ever watch Helsing? Yes. Damn. Okay. Well. Well, let me rephrase that. I never finished Helsing because I tried watching it. It was on Netflix, and then right as I started watching it, it got taken off Netflix. Gotcha. It yeah. is on Hulu. I'm pretty sure. I think it's At on Netflix. Ultimate is. I think. I don't know. I no Helsing's on here. It should be something I can watch. It, That's the original it's one. Got, it's got the right amount of um, energy for you. I think. Not too deep. Stylish, just a little horny, just a little mean spirited, and just a little bit weird. Because that that priest man, that <laughs> priest is a character. One show that I see on here that I actually did catch. So I, I will give you guys this. I don't know all the shows that are on my queue now, uh, but it went from twelve shows to now I have forty one shows in my queue um, that I am willing to watch. Uh, mm -hmm. Kenichi, the Mightiest Disciple. I enjoyed that. I didn't watch it all the way through when I was younger. Uh, but I did enjoy what I remember of it, and so I wanted to give that another try and rewatch from the beginning. It's a pretty fun Dragon Ball alternate. More cleavage, though. Yeah. Okay. Well, because again, it's it's all right. Uh, prodigy Golden Child being attached to different masters are all very quirky and are going to teach him techniques, and eventually he's going to be able to esoterically, like, oh, you're so stupid, you're not learning anything, but then he begins to combine talents to pull off great moves, and so some bad guy takes notice and says, I will take you down! And then Kenichi gets to be ultra buff, and then save everyone and be a good boy. And Apachai Opachai gets to be Apachai Opachai, and say, Apa! 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 A bunch. Yeah, he's the uh, Muay Thai guy, I remember that one. He's the Muay Thai guy. <laughs> How can you forget? <laughs> His name is fucking Apachai Opachai. I just remember him. He's like, all right, I'm going to hit you light. And he hits him, and all of a sudden, he like breaks him in half. You're just like, okay. Yeah, that's a, that's a classic callback. Yeah. Mm. Uh, welcome, students. Series. Welcome, welcome to the Grand Royal Martial Arts Academy. Here, we train the best of the best. All of you are newcomers, but you are also divine spirits, so we're going to have to adjust some rules. For your first test, punch this river in half. What? <laughs> yeah, just go ahead. Just punch the river in half. You can do it. Sorry, you were about to say some uh, dank ass anime bullshit. 
Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I remember when I was a kid. Uh, I don't know if you remember watching uh, Toonami when you were younger. I did watch me some Toonami. And I was frequently told, go to bed. It'll be on tomorrow. Guess what? Wooden on tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Uh, Tenchi. Tenchi Muyo? Tenchi Universe? Tenchi, Tenchi in Tokyo? Uh, well, I mean, harem shows are pretty fun, I guess. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't remember a whole lot about it. I remember as a kid, I liked it, and I don't remember what the hell was going on. It's like a Hamtaro. Uh, what? Megalobox. I've seen Megalobox, though, and I love Megalobox. Yeah. Short uh, shows. Here's yeah. the problem. They end. <laughs> so here... uh, Mobile Suit Gundam The Origin. I don't think they have them all, but there's at least a few of them in they there. They do have built. They have a couple of them. They don't have G Gundam or Gun. They do have Gundam Wing. That's not what I said. I know. That's not what I said. I know. The Origin, specifically. I'll have to look at that one. There, I don't know if you can see this one. I'm looking at shows on Funimation. Uh, the one I did add was Junji Ito Collection. It's a collection of horror. Uh, yeah, I'm familiar with Junji. Yeah, I don't. I've never seen it, but I was like, "Hey, horror, let's go." I'll take a look at it. I might. The other option I was looking at was uh, Overlord. I was like, I might give that a try. I hear very couple, mediocre things. Yeah, I've seen a couple episodes of Overlord, and. Even by like episode four or five, I was just over it. Really, like it, it didn't keep me. One that I've heard very good things about, and Chuck, so you can be the one to be well ahead of me in information. Mob Psycho One Hundred, I think, is something you might enjoy. I keep hearing really, really good things about it. I haven't seen it yet. It's about a kid who's an uh, uh, same writer as One Punch Man. Really? Yes. Oh shit! Didn't know that. Go ahead and put that higher up in your queue. Yeah, I'll, I'll have, add that now. Have either of you seen Claymore? I don't need to. I've seen Berserk. I've heard of it. Okay. Never seen it. Black Clover. Or Black Lagoon. Sorry. Not Black Clover. Same shit. One has guns, one doesn't. <laughs> one's about mercenaries, and the other one's about a kid who has a... Who will do anything complex. for money and magic? Yeah. As an <laughs> That's called a mercenary. Inferiority complex, and one day will become king by just being oh. a... Murder Princess. That's a fun family show. Space. My first girlfriend is a gal. Oh, okay. <laughs> that does sound like it. Oh, there was one that I did see that uh, I don't. I don't haven't seen it on here yet. Uh, I'm from a town. I am from the last dungeon in the boonies. Hold on here. I gotta remember how the fuck it's called. Yeah, that sounds riveting, man. <laughs> it's not Oops. an easy guy. Hold on here. <laughs> It, it, all, all the animes that I cannot remember. Hold on here. Doo, 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 doo. Oh, here's one that's based on a pun. It's called Nobunagan, like a gun, and Nobunaga. You you have the briefest pieces of my attention. Nobunaga. Oh, the world changes forever when her school trip to Taiwan is interrupted by a surprise monster attack. Her life is spared by the arrival of a government agency that battles the monsters with weapons. And then there's more text. Okay, so here's the name of the show. Then I actually this wasn't half this wasn't a half bad show. Suppose a kid from the last dungeon boonies moved to a starter town. Why is my phone going off? Because someone's calling you. I just do it. <laughs> um that wasn't wasn't bad. I was just <laughs> I had to get desperate there. I was like, it. fucking shut off. I was like, fuck it. Just lost it behind me. <laughs> there's there's Outlaw Star. That's a pretty fun show. I have had that in my queue since I got uh, Funimation. I still haven't watched it yet. Okay. It should be a standout. 
Uh, I hear very uneven things about Psychopaths. I think something like season one, very good. Season two, pretty good. Season three, what? I, I can't firsthand vouch for it. I have. I think I told you about the guy that the show uh, that I started watching, um, Ghost Stories. That one was good, but that is not on Funimation. Uh, <laughs> that dub is just too precious for oh. weebs. Oh yeah, no, it's it's a great. Uh, there are there's another one that's on. Uh, Ooh, Prison Amazon. School. There's a live action on there too. I heard good things about it, but that is definitely. Uh... Okay, okay, hang on. Why is there a live action? I don't know. I don't know why there's a live action. I've never watched the show. I have seen that teacher with the choker in other places. There How is can you a possibly live... compare? There's there's a live action of Assassination Classroom too. No, but but Super Monster Tittage Cleave. How are you going to compare in real life? Um, uh, breast implants. You just, you, well, I mean, but again, it's, it's not the same effect. If the show is famous for a big curvy lady, getting a live action big curvy lady cannot compare to the show. Well, that's the same thing that I had with like the Full Metal Alchemist live action. I was like, how are they going to do lust? Like, I, I've like I'm assuming they were going to do CGI fingers, and if they don't get the right chick, like you said, she's intentionally made to be lustful, so she has gigantic well, voluptuous bosoms. Oh, you just hire Terry Crews. Yeah, you could do that. He, he would definitely work there. Uh, but that was my whole curiosity. But I never, I, I watched the first five seconds of the uh, live action anime of Full Metal Alchemist and turned it off. Mm-hmm. Couldn't, couldn't do it. They're very. You have a lot of attachment to the show. It makes sense. Yeah, I do. I do. It's it holds a place near and dear to my heart. SSSSS Gridman. It's all right. I wasn't. I wasn't too pleased with it. Uh, Devil May Cry anime wasn't half bad. I watched that when I was younger. When you were younger, it wasn't half bad. It will not hold up now. Yeah, you... I was about to say, you probably hold it in high respects because of nostalgia. You like pizza? You like ice cream? You like pizza and ice cream? <laughs> uh, you're welcome, Chucks, to watch Samurai 7. I did not enjoy Samurai 7. I aggressively did not enjoy Samurai 7, but you might love the shit out of it. I may. Why do you say that, bro? Well, simple. I get the exaggeration, and I understand completely what the visual language is telling me, but in the age of the deep future, space samurai must defend a shitty village, because the emperor asked them to, and uh, this one time in the opening scene, the lead dude jumped out of his star fighter across space to cleave a cruiser in two with a human-sized sword because he's just that good at cutting stuff, and then he didn't die in the explosion, and he landed back in his fighter, folded his arms, and flew away. And uh, I about shit a brick. <laughs> Not because I don't like exaggerations, because that is just such nothing personnel ca- ca- uh, kid energy. It's aggressive. Like, oh, yeah. And then the, the big samurai man is a robot man, and his head comes off, and he's always yelling, like Kikacho in Seven Samurai, the Kurosawa film. And it's just the same story. But all the bandits are big mechs, but our human-sized characters can fend them off because they're just that cool. And I have a hard time enjoying this shit. Uh, yeah, I started watching Samurai 7. I uh, got to the first episode and was like, meh, it's alright. Never went back to it. Hey, Sengoku Basara, the series. Unless I, they're just the movies. No, no, it's the series. I need to finish those. I started that. Never finished it. Yeah, you, you have a habit of not finishing stuff, huh? Yeah, I do. I do. I you, have... finished, you finished twice that we know of. <laughs> yeah. 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 There's uh, proof of uh, at least two. Correct. <laughs> Hey, Sergeant Frog. All right. 
it's that's a fun. I remember that when I was a kid from the old Dragon Ball Z uh, ads that they used to have on the DVDs. I uh, never watched it, but I've heard good things about it. I just never watched it. I, I think it'll be impenetrable to you. It's cutesy and fun, but it's got a lot of what's called local culture uh, in jokes that I, I don't know how well you'll understand any of it because you didn't grow up there. I neither did I, so I don't know. Space Dundee. Bro, I got a question for you. How do you feel about the gods? Um, all I heard was the gods. The Godzilla movies. Sorry, my mic cut out. It's okay. Just they're, they're very different questions. How do you feel about the gods versus how do you feel about Godzilla movies? Um, I have a very limited opinion. I have a friend who is a fanatic. Loves, 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 loves the Godzilla films, the black and whites, the previous uh, Monster Golden Age films. Uh, I unabashedly enjoyed Roland Emmerich's Godzilla in 1998, but this is because I wasn't a Godzilla fanboy. I just came to realize that Roland Emmerich loves to blow shit up in a way that is spectacular, and I'm looking forward to watching Moonfall soon, because same director. He does showgirls, and he blows up the Earth, and I'm okay with that. So when it comes to Godzilla films, I am just so far in the periphery of not the intended audience. I'd like to watch the newer films, because I hear they're actually pretty good. But I have. I actually have a recommendation for the newer films. Shin Godzilla. I watched it not too long ago. It has a a decent balance between actual human drama and monsters fighting. Like you, you you get an understanding of like how they're trying to cope with what is happening. I guess. What's the tension? Because it's. I mean, if you care at all, typically it's um, an environmental message. The wrath of nature, basically, right? Personified as a horrific cunt of a monster. But we just like the parts where the big creature knocks buildings over and people scream and flee, and then many, many shells are shot to try and stop it. But again, the problem is my mind says, well, you could just watch Evangelion. Same thing, just not a leathery creature. But instead, that they're they're heavenly angels, I guess, monsters here to kill you. I want to give it a chance. So Shin Godzilla is a compilation film, or it is the newest in a canon. Um, I think it's it's not the newest. Um, it came out in twenty sixteen. Yeah, twenty sixteen. You got it right. Uh. Chucks, real quick. Uh-huh. I hear praise from multiple sources for the ancient Magus's bride. I'll have to check that one out. Another one that you keep recommending to me that I keep ignoring is one that you just mentioned. Neon Penis Evangelion. Fucking, what are you doing? Get off this Get off this cast right now and start watching. <laughs> <laughs> like, Big Mac, well, that's the thing. Like, Big Mac animes haven't always been my thing. Like, even it's when. Not a Big Mac anime. I, no, it's not. We I've watched the, uh, what is it? Bread basket, breadwinner, shortbread, something like that. Bread sword, bread sword, yes. Bread sword. Thank you. I couldn't remember his name. I've watched that Good thing like five. Shortbread, forkbread. Sure, we'll call him that too. Uh, I watched his review on it multiple times, and if it's the way he's talking about, it, I'll probably like it. But I don't know. I uh, I just I keep seeing it. And I'm like, I will watch that one day. Here's the problem. It's I'm still willing to talk about Godzilla, of course. Don't worry about it. But just with, with Chucks. It's 
there's this really, really good pasta dish with basil Alfredo. It's the fucking tits. It's got the bacon. It's got the shredded duck. It's just, it's it's rich and full of flavor. It's amazing, and it's got a good lingering spice. But you have so many packets of ramen to eat before that. I don't think you'll give a shit by the time you're done with all of them. You have to make an executive choice and say, okay, if I hit two or three bad shows in a row, I'm watching this. I'm skipping to this. I cannot afford to spend any more time just delving through mediocrity. Colorful characters making smug faces at the screen. That's just like browsing the trending now in shows queue. Yeah, one of these 16 shows is great. Gotta watch them all to find out which one it is. I don't want you to spend time cheaply when good stuff is available and will inform your assessment of other things you encounter. And develop your critical language as well, because you'll see something done in such a way that you might not have words for it, but it will leave a mark, and you will think about it, and you might even ask people and talk to people and learn to express more deeply the things you feel about the things you love. Isn't that worth it? It is. It is indeed. So what exactly is your counter to that? Because then, I mean... um, I'm American. The Genius Princess and Psyche Ke Season 1 and The Devil is a Part-Timer, which actually I started watching a long time ago. I actually like that. I watched that too. I, I like the premise. It's cheeky, at least. Yeah. But it, it still requires me to be patient and say, uh-huh, uh-huh, just get all the animu out, just squeeze that out, get back to the good stuff. It, it does do that. I mean, it's not bad, and they're finally releasing a, a Season 2 or Part 2 of it, so I want to see what they do with that. Um, I, I will... I will say any, nothing has really hit me enough to where I want to know what happens or want to like hit me in the feels or anything of the sort in a while. I, I think the last thing that really, really did that we've already talked about before uh, is the uh, silent voice or shape of voice, depending on where you're at. Um, Again, those standalone films. They, they respect your time more and deliver their message and story in a manageable fashion versus got to get to season three. Oh man, the new season of Rising of the Shield Hero is out. I don't, I don't care. Poor boy gets longer. Good for him. It's like any other Shonen Jump. You know what's going to happen, but you just got to know. What about Escafone? That's a classic. I've never heard of it. Okay. Uh, Well, it's an isekai, so you're on familiar ground there. But this time, a girl falls through to a new world where there are kingdom disputes of protomechs, which are large suits of armor fueled by wires and dragon hearts. Uh, fighting over land, and Prince Alan Shazar has to reclaim his honor with a cat girl. Um, and you see, what? the problem is, by me saying all of that, it sounds trite and cheap, but this came out in 96, before this was done to death, before there were mint-stamping copycat shows back and forth. And yeah, it does have mechs, I, I understand, this is in my wheelhouse, but the show still felt significant, because it took its time, and told its story in a non-bloated fashion, as far as I recall. Hmm. See, I just... Honestly, do whatever two bullshit shows you're going to do, and then just jump right into Evangelion. There are no excuses. Give me two seconds, and you guys talk amongst yourself for a second. Okay. Talk talk to me about Ghidorah. All right, so... (laughs) Uh, a lot of uh, the reason that I like this movie is just how like bad Godzilla looks. Bad as like, in it, it, it has the 
Yeah, it has the the charm of the older, derpier Godzillas, but it's still a, like an all right movie. And you get to see uh, like four or five different evolutions of this Godzilla throughout the movie. In Gojira, let's see. 2016 film. Uh, buddy of mine did rave about it, but I gotta get some images here, see what's up. Yeah, the uh, the oh, earlier so stages of the monster are quite ridiculous. Okay, I see. So it's a it's a exomorphic embryo. I can still wreck a house. Yeah. What is happening with fifth form? <laughs> Okay, so we have a horrific creature uh, episode. What do you think the intended message or emotional impact is of this? Um, each and every time that they think they get one step closer to figuring out how to defeat it, it completely changes, and they're set even further behind. And by they, you mean the JDF? Yes. Japanese Defense Force. Uh, does, is there a Mecha Gojira counter that happens? Like, oh, we've been not supposed to reveal that we have this. Or do they fight it with a Yamato 2? Um, I th think? No, I don't think this movie had Mecha Godzilla in it. I could be wrong, though. I don't remember the end of the movie. So like uh like I mentioned to Chucks, the, the angels that appear in Evangelion, they look like nonsense and bullshit most of the time. A few look like they're understandable threats, but sometimes you're looking at a geometric shape or a rainbow thinking, what the fuck do you want me to do here? It doesn't have a discernible anatomy. What do I... What? Right. I have a knife. Talk to me. What do you want? <laughs> so within that, Godzilla looking unnerving or derpy. Not the important part. I, I'm I'm out of my teens. I'm out of my twenties. The thing doesn't have to look good to do things. Like I used to be really scared of the baby and eraser head, but now I kind of wanted to watch the movie because of my temperament and eyes are adjusted to see, seeing disturbing things, and I can go past the part where the body goes, uh -uh, uh -uh, that was freaky. I can move past that to say, okay, well, it's designed deliberately to evoke something. So what are we seeing? What is it struggling with? What is it good at? And where is it going? Plus, you know, Metaloclips helped me a lot with seeing pretty brutal and gross stuff happen and go, yeah, you can laugh at this. It's pitched in a, in a laughable way. It makes sense. Yeah. This one time, Murderface bit off my fingers and he smoked him on stage. Murderface! Ah, yes. The Fukushima Daiichi nuclear disaster. Truly, Shin Godzilla is the reactor in all of our hearts. Coast Guard, Tokyo Bay, Nuclear Fission. Well, tell me a little more about your relationship with Godzilla movies. Um, like you, I had a friend that was absolutely like a fan fanatic of them. He had a dedicated shelf to different Godzilla figurines that he had bought, and he owned all of the movies. Um, and like a year and a half ago ish. Um, one night whenever I was over at his house, we were all hanging out. We decided to watch a few of the like newer movies. I think he showed us K-1000. 
King of Monsters, which I think is the newest one. And uh, he showed us one of the other like earlier ones, just clips from it, because it was getting late after King of Monsters. Um, and I got I got kind of interested in it because I had always thought that it was literally just, oh, no, Godzilla showed up. Let's bomb it. Um, and it kind of still is that to a certain extent. Um, but like, I don't know. I, I saw more into it, I guess. Uh, it seemed interesting. Plus I really liked <laughs> watching him take down buildings. So I figured I'd give it a shot. And, uh, one of the last times that I went and visited my friend that lives up in Virginia, he had just got, uh, Shin Godzilla on Blu-ray and he made me watch it with him. Was it a quiet watch, or was it a high-playing pause, let's look at this, and let me just call this out, etc.? Like a narrated or a curated experience. We're like, sit your ass down, we're watching this, and then just dead silence. Uh, it was it was pretty much, we were watching it, like, fair, fairly in silence, but we would also call out some ridiculous things that we saw. Mm -hmm. Like, we, we would make fun of the monster occasionally, whenever it would do something that like was edited badly or just looked odd <laughs> but it was it was but fairly you, quiet you gotta ask like they they know how to do this better this is a choice right this is not a mistake yeah because i mean it was 2016 they mm -hmm. had to have like they had better options sure and if you get into some of the how the sausages made pieces of film craft and storytelling sometimes those elements can actually make it significantly more appealing or noteworthy because it's a shame when you watch a perfectly competent film where nothing stands out. You think, yeah, Jason Statham sure did action stuff, click. But when you watch Crank, that doesn't happen because the, the creators know what they're working with and the audience is just audacious at first, and it, they can't believe that they're going this far. And afterwards, if it's a rewatch, you know exactly what's going to happen. You go, fucking do it! Yeah, do the thing! You're excited. <laughs> because it's a celebration of a stupid premise that we're taking seriously, and we're going to run with. Now, the Godzilla films, as has been said, I mean, this is not at all original to me, but this is a allegory for natural forces that are beyond man's control. Um, if we lean this back into my recent rewatch of uh, The Lighthouse, which I watched for a second time and then showed my wife for the first time, and she was, it was very rewarding because usually when we watch a film, I'd like to have a discussion about the movie, and that lasts for about three or four sentences, and then she just, okay, well, sleepy now, got to go to bed. Mm -hmm. uh, but in this case, she was so affected that she actually pulled her phone out and started doing her own research to figure out stuff that she needed more clarification or just insight on, which I found very rewarding. But in The Lighthouse, it's, you know, it's it's a little, it's a jutting mound of rock with enough soil to put down a light station upon, and you got room for a noise box and a tall torch, and then a little house where you hope you don't get rained in on. So it's fucking hopeless and two twenty miles in every direction. Like, what are you planning to do here? Well, we have to establish a command presence over Mother Nature and the ocean by putting a, a torch on this rock to say, see. You don't scare me. I will not run my vessel aground on this fucking rock. But if it rains really hard, the whole thing washes away. So, oops. Same thing for Godzilla. If you do things in a congruous, natural fashion, 
maybe it will stay asleep at the bottom of the ocean. But if you start fucking around, you're going to find out that Godzilla will arise and start to lay waste in punishment. You'll say, oh, we have the neutron mine. Just go ahead and use that, and it's going to eat it for breakfast and keep coming. Or evolve to a next piece, because you don't control this. You don't have mastery. And usually, when Godzilla is turned away from the path of destruction, it's through appeasement or vengeance. So the resolution must take place. Or a similar creature, also a force. Maybe there's different flavor storms, different rogue currents of water or air. Hard to say. But then Mothra sprinkles its crack dust on Godzilla. It goes, oh yes, the sleepy medicine, and then wanders back into the seas. It's actually a Cthulhu story, but it's a Japanese story. It's an unknowable, unfathomable goddamn monster. Nothing you try is gonna kill it. You might make it your friend, but that friend may also turn on you if it sees you littering. So, (laughs) good luck grappling with those concepts. I'm back, by the way. Sorry, I didn't notify anybody Welcome back. is shit in this one? Is Godzilla the bad guy, or is he the good guy in this one? Like, is he there to defeat a um, monster? Were you, or were you he... listening? Were you listening? It's a force of nature. Good and bad does not apply. Well, let me let me rephrase this. And so, some of the films, like the other monster, is the one that's there to destroy shit. Godzilla is there to stop that monster from destroying shit. Um, how is it in I'm this? Pretty one? Pretty sure in this one, Godzilla comes like to wreak havoc. Ah. Oh. And when Godzilla's there to fight a monster, it's not for the human sake. Yeah. No, no, it's, it's just for Mother's Nature. Balance out an imbalance. Yep. Like, oh, I a little uppity right there. You're the wrong color, boy. <laughs> like, hold my beer. Gotta take care of this. And then he kicks his He's little in the son wrong out. Wrong neighborhood. Gotta get him back to where he belongs. And then he fights for 35 minutes. Destroys a uh, whole city. Analyzing, both of them to sleep. After analyzing tissue samples, they find that Godzilla is an ever-evolving creature able to reproduce asexually. Yeah, yeah, that's a nightmare. Able to, not always willing to. Leave me alone. I don't want to play with it today. <laughs> he, he's like me in the car watching High School DxD. My dick in your hand. I don't know if that's Explain! Explain! <laughs> As I scream, explain with my dick in your hand. Explain! Like, oh god. I don't know what you mean. Godzilla! Like, oh Jesus. Uh. But, you know, if you're not there for all that, you could just watch the western creations of CGI super monster fighting each other. Good old-fashioned, I'm eight years old again, having fun energy. Where the humans say, oh, what a beautiful noble creature. Where Godzilla goes, I just wanted to eat that guy's fucking throat, and I did it. I'm going home. Got a little hungry. He was making too much noise. Like ah, it's not hunger. This this is like when they discover. Oh yeah, local lion discovers that fun murder is a is a good hobby. Now has taste for just crimes. Oh yes, the monster verse. Everything has to be franchised. Everything make the money. Yeah. All right, Godzilla established. Um, that's kind of like that time that I said by mistake that my favorite Voltron was the vehicle Voltron and nobody respected me ever since. <laughs> we, we never, I don't think we ever got vehicle Voltron here in the States. Probably not. Look it up. Uh, hold on here. It, it's, it's got a completely different um, name from Japan. So clearly it's a misbrand. You're probably only familiar with it as um, 
the robot chicken sketch. Oh, that's the you got served sketch, right? Uh, no, actually, the you got served sketch is the five lines of Ultron, which I thought, that's again, right. probably the autism. I thought, what the fucking fuck? Five lines make a dude? No, this is dumb. He's walking on their throats and jaws. So I have Voltron, a vehicle force. The motherfucker's got two sedans for feet. And yeah. what looks like a buses for <laughs> but, like but trains. They roll. For... They yeah, roll. But... It makes sense. <laughs> and then he's got two steering wheels in the middle of his hand. I'm quite curious on what the fuck happened here. Looks like he's got some like trucks like uh for hands too. I can't oh, really no. tell. Yeah, they're they're battle casters. Oh yeah, and those, and those trucks, of course, have ramming prows with just enough room to slot in uh, a sword or two. I never claimed to be right. I just said this is my favorite one. You're, well, you're not wrong. Vehicle Voltron is called Voltron Vehicle Force, so uh, you do win that one, sir. But look, he's got the energy dynamos. That's uh, <laughs> like when I talk about people today about Zoids, and everybody just looks at me like, "What the hell is Zoids?" Like, you don't know Zoids. That was one of my well, favorites. Zoids, Zoids have an inherently appealing aesthetic. They do. Robot articulated lion cats are more accessible and entertaining than vehicle Voltron. Well, I will say that most people don't remember it. The cats also had snipers on their back and stuff, so they had. But a lot of people don't remember it because it was only on Toonami, and it was they only did like one season, so not everybody watched it. Now, what I need you gentlemen to do, if your browsers are accessible for horse and for chucks. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this gem again. I know we brought it up, but it, it bears repeating. I'm I need you to type in the phrase "Super God Master Force." Super God Master Force. What what franchise does that belong to? Transformers. Transformers. Yeah, that's the franchise I grew up on, and fucking nobody knows it. <laughs> <laughs> but look at this shit. Wait, hold on. Oh, the number of schoolyard arguments I had. It's like, yeah, well, the Autobots are like cars and jets and boats, and the Decepticons are just sea monsters and bullshit. I'm yeah, and Megatron turns into a hand. You mean a gun? No, I mean a hand. Yeah, he's a gun. No. <laughs> try... the, the images they have here are just the old school uh, Transformers. Uh, well, does it say Super God Master Force Transformers? Because add that word if you want to. Start looking at all the anime shit. Yeah, the uh, the the humans who are allies to them get power suits, and those power suits fold up into power packs, and the power packs attach to the transformers, giving them evolution powers. Shit was nuts, man. It was awesome, but the show didn't get a whole lot of love. Uh, I'm like Optimus rocking shoulder cannons, and his his trailer is an armor suit. Are you shitting me? This is the best. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay, they got the like the cover. Yeah, of I see some of the. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> there's a Decepticon. That's just Those are the Kappa. Decepticons. Yeah. <laughs> and they also combine into a super sea monster, and then Megatron gets to level up to Gigatron. I mean, it's goofy, but there's something there. Whatever they were smoking. I feel like this is this is better than normal. Transformers. It is because it was a, an original, I guess, anime idea as opposed to Hasbro. Make cartoon, sell toy. Make robot on screen, sell plastic robot. And they looked so much cooler, better articulated, better proportions. They actually move around as opposed to what the uh, G1 Transformers had to do. I mean, I'm not going to 
take anything away from the Transformers animated film. That's that's a little miracle in its own. But it's so good. Is this a video link? Okay. Um All right. This I have to leave this place. This this is this is meta. But for the enterprising in the Discord, here's a thing. You can watch a piece of it live. Oh my god. <laughs> or at least in motion. That's maybe for for later viewing for homework and shit. But yeah. Just wanted to share a piece of my childhood. There's actually still a mystery anime that I cannot find. And the problem is my my soft brained seven year old head is trying to grasp the idea of overlapping series being chopped up and remarketed repeatedly to other people and as different shows. But I just remember that there was a spacefaring ship. And I remember there were giant enemy crabs that foamed at the mouth. And the name Harlock was there, maybe, but it's not Captain Harlock. And I don't know what show it is. So that's frustrating. Also, my introduction to Robotech was, was Macross 2, or Robotech 2, the animated film. Confusing times for a poor boy. And how old also is this? The, the show? Yeah. Oh, 1988. <laughs> also, the first Dune book I read was Chapter House Dune. Don't judge me. Uh, let's see here. You said the guy's name was what? Haruko? Well, see, Captain Harlock is a series, but I don't think it's actually Captain Harlock, but it could be. Let's find was out. It Harlock Saga. Maybe, but if I type in Harlock Saga... Do Show me the crabs. The, the eye patch. Where are the crabs? I thought there was. Where are the crabs? Show me the crabs. Where are the crabs at, yo? Nobody knows. No one's meant to know either. I, I typed in a dangerous thing there. I typed in Captain. I typed in Harlock Saga crabs, and all I can think of. Uh, just, just the Rule 34 shit that would have popped up right there. I did not know they made a new version of Captain Harlock. Huh. Yeah, because people forgot that the OG exists. So, time to remarket. Yeah! Some of these images look familiar. But, again, so far no answers. Big skull and crossbones ship. Sounds like it should be a Harlock thing, but uh, alas, memories adrift in the past. Uh, I was did not keep harping on the the stuff I've been recommended here, but uh, any either one of you seen Fisting of the North Star? No, but I did play Fist of the North Star: Lost Paradise. Ah, okay. And not Yakuza game. That's totally a Yakuza game, but it's not Yakuza. It's Fist of the North Star. But don't worry about it. You can take part time job quests. Don't worry about it because it's not Yakuza, but it's totally Yakuza. But it's not though. But there's a DLC skin that um, it just is just Kiryu Kazuma. So it's Yakuza. <laughs> uh, Chucks has not seen Wolf's Reign, has he? Wait, hold on here. I... You'd remember. I got. I... Mm, don't think so. It's just a show about the end of the world. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. About I know about it. I have not seen it. I have the not Norse, heard about this. The Norse end of the world. 
Uh, so Wolf's Reign is an interpretation of Norse myth in terms of what needs to happen to the end events of time as the flames go out and the winter consumes all. And uh, our protagonists are wolves that can turn into people, but are wolves as an allegory for their world society. And they're journeying as if compelled by fate to deliver a person or a thing to the right place in the right time. And they meet opposing forces. And it's a much slower show than it suggests itself to be. But when there's action happening, if it's not parkour, then it's fangs viciously rending flesh off of things. And I remember being affected by it in a profound way when it finally resolved because it was, to me, boring as shit to watch. But then the end game happened and you go, okay, something happened here. <laughs> but I was also like nearly 20 years younger. Yeah. So maybe I grew up a little bit and thought, yeah, okay. How ennui? How Weltschmerz? And then Witch Hunter Robin is a show I remember looking cool, but I couldn't even tell you if I liked it or not. Uh, well, that's the bottom of the list, basically. We're out of English letters to go with, so the moral of the story is basically Chuck's Evangelion when. Uh, I will make sure I watch it between now and the next cast. How's that sound to you? <laughs> that sounds like a binge. You can do it, but I, I'm not sure your mental health will improve by doing that. I, I don't know, man. I, I got uh, so with I keep harping on the same show, but the quintessential quintuplets. Uh, what got me hooked was that I, know, I think a lot of the animes do. I want to know what happens, like how do the how does this resolve? And with the quintessential quintuplets, I just I want to know who the main protagonist marries because it's five sisters and he marries one of them, and that's how it starts. Is that you, but you don't know who it is. So what with, if the sisters marry each other? Uh, you know, it would just become a harem, harem anime then. I'd still be fine with it. It's uh, all one big wedding. Everyone gets married. So I I, I, I've, I, cheated and I found out who it was. Like, But I was like halfway through season two uh, when I found out. And I'm like, oh, damn it. And I I, oh. I still want to know what happens. <laughs> I don't know Wait, why. You, but I cheated. Found out. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> I, I, I cheated. I wanted to know so bad. I was like, god damn it. Because I was hoping it was the one of the one the other sister, and it wasn't. And I was like, ah, damn it! I'm like, sure you can find a fan art that reflects your preferences. There's a whole fucking Reddit that that has my preferences, but do you want do you want to watch free instead to see which boy marries which boy? Sure, we'll do that. But they're also on a swim team. Yeah, and I'll just watch Yuri on Ice. I know, you know, it'll be the same thing. Very similar. Very similar. Possibly more engaging. Uh, maybe I don't know, but uh, I will I will try to. Not binge Evangelion, but I will uh, I will make sure I take good notes for you, sir, and write it out. I'd and like that. This is this is a show I'd be very disappointed by if you said, Yeah, it's pretty good. And that was your whole analysis. No, no, like, I'm gonna I'm gonna do what you told me not to do. I'm gonna come in here and like, man, it's mid. Just stop right there and say nothing else. I guess I guess you didn't watch the show. <laughs> What's your opinion? Mid. 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 Just mid. mid. Move on. Next. I started watching DBZ and that shit was off the chain. Yeah, I'm not going to argue that point. DBZ does what it does with great confidence. And if you can hang with its Ouroboros structure, its endless loop, then that will, it will continue to deliver what it needs to with the right escalation as it comes up. The principal question remains, as it always does, will Goku and Blank be friends? Or will Goku have to uh, unalive them? Ninety percent of the time, it's unalived them. 
it's more mystery than Cat Planet Cuties. Because Cat Planet Cuties only has one conclusion. Turn the camera off, I want to fuck the cat. <laughs> not not the cutie, but the cat. Mm. Same thing. Cat is the cutie. Come on now. No, 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 no. The the girl might become the cat and dress up like a cat girl, but if it's the cutie and the cat, the the, the cat is a fuckable thing in this, and we, we chose cat. We rolled the dice and went, nah, there's a girl there, but we're fucking cat. Listen, I know what cutie feels like, <laughs> but this other choice here, I mean, I'm a little curious. Yeah, I mean, unique experience. this is a different type of pussy I'm hoping to get. Yeah, he did it. I, had to uh, I would also be curious if Chucks is sufficiently comfortable with himself to give an unabashed and reasonably detailed review of Bikini Warriors. Uh, what the hell is Bikini Warriors? What does it sound like? Look at the cover, Chucks. You tell me. <laughs> I'm looking it up. I'm sure it has fantastic character development. Please tell me. Is it on? It better, oh my God, is it on Funimation? I haven't left the Funimation list. Everything I'm discussing is on the list you have access to. Why would I do anything outside of that except for Evangelion? Um, Bikini Warriors does seem like a very serious plot-based uh, character development anime. Very rich in culture. Yes. Uh, hold on here. Um... Holding on to something. <laughs> uh... Go. Yep, I'll watch it. It's on here. It's on my queue. Let's do this. I'll give you an as long as you're able to provide sincere analysis, and without the giggles of <laughs> booby, the booby bounce, the volume, the swaying—that's all a given. What is the show doing within and outside of that, and in between, if you want, and over and underneath, and from the side too? I can do the same for uh, High School DxD. I have no issue with that either. Sure, but. I'm when when a show gets so close to fan art without being fan art, I tend to get a little bit upset because once again, kind of like the new Scream movie, it really thinks I'm dumber than I am, as opposed to having noticeable but not aggressive amounts of fan service on screen. Kind of like in one of the shows that I really enjoy that I keep, I I recommended to Horse last time and no go so far. Mobile Suit Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphans, because of the style of the show they chose to do, visually speaking, characters are hotter than they need to be. Their hotness is not the important part. But it's there for your eyes to see. And it doesn't matter what you're into, this show is going to have a little bit of something for you. I mean, without what, being... What's that? I mean, what you talking about? Biscuit, man. Them cheeks? Mm. Like I said... Without being extra embellished, because there's a character in Build Divers that I despise because they're supposed to be a representation of... I, I guess they're very queer-friendly, but we have an impossibly fit large man wearing as many of the girly things that you'd want to do and acting effeminate and cutesy and quirky and weird, but is also a super proficient fighter, but is in love with another character who's super rich, is a gold digger. There's just a lot going on. I mean, in One Punch Man, there was that one guy who was in prison because he wanted to protect all the pretty men in the world and save them from harm and justice because he was going to bone them eventually. And that character spends the majority of their time on screen naked with a little steam cloud covering their genitals. But that seems somehow like way more sincere 
in terms of, yeah, sometimes guys like guys. Cool. This one will fight for his rights to do so. Then, oh, Yuki-chan, what am I coming over? We could spend some fun time together. Do you, how are you balancing on that stiletto heel so well? This is weird. Okay. Uh, I don't know what to say. Uh, I, I guess you have to internalize the homosexual underground. I guess. Uh, but the the idea was the horniness within the show. There there are there's a number of sliders. There's almost like an axis, a political axis, if you like, where there's a sweet spot of the amount of horny you see, and then the drifts in between where you think to yourself, "This is just getting in the way. Why do you have this here?" So it, you have seen over on High School Host Club, correct? Seen about half of it. Yeah. Uh, okay. I wasn't able. I was gonna. I was gonna proposition in it, both of you, gentlemen, to a, a friendly uh, discussion on an anime that we may have seen or we care to discuss on with you guys. I'm gonna do Bikini Warrior for you, and the next time we talk, I'll do High School D DD or DXD, and then we can just slowly go down the list of lewd and you know. But we don't have access, or at least I don't have access to Funimation. Uh, yeah, I was, I'll, I'll get to that after this. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll hook a brother up. You know that. Oh, no. Is there a sponsor? But no. <laughs> the, <laughs> if only. The fairest thing here is for you to watch a show that we already know. Because it's new to you, familiar to us, and the discussion can be fresh. Correct. But if we all watch the same show together, the burden is all three of us have to take whatever free time we have and then grind through whatever ulcerous fucking cancer nonsense that you throw at us and say, okay, here's me squeezing the rock really hard for the sweat droppings. No, no, here's no, no, what no, I no. I, I'm not getting at that. I'm saying a show that you have. We all do the same thing. Here's a show that I'm going to watch that I, I doubt that you guys have. I haven't seen either, but a show that maybe me and Horse have watched that you haven't seen, and we'll pick one out for you and you give us your opinions on it. I doubt. I see where that's going. And where it's going is uh, Dragonaut the Resonance and that white ass on the cover. Oh, dear God. <laughs> uh, what is that under, sir? Because I'm, I'm limiting that the whole list here. It's a, it's under Funimation D low D's. Oh, you're actually Just on the website. Website. What do you think I've been doing? I am on <laughs> just Google looking through their shit. Hold on here. Okay, that sounds like a Chucky thing to do. <laughs> Wholeheartedly. Hey, um, how does that asshole feel past that elbow? Really? Is your armor up yet? Does it look a stranger looking for purchase? All right. You don't know who it is searching around in there, but you know what's up there. And it's I'm, attached to your shoulder. I'm a little bit at loathe to uh, agree to the animu things. If only because, yes, it's chunk by chunk content. And yes, it is accessible, but it's much more time demanding than attention demanding. Of things like films, because it's easier to spare two hours than eight to sixteen hours, and I don't like to watch shows that I don't enjoy sped up or skipping around, but they really tempt me to sometimes because it's really apparent what's going to happen next. I gotcha. So just go get okay, how'd you land it? How like when you watch an adult clip and you think to yourself, okay, premise, okay, courtship, touching, okay, head stuff, hand stuff, pelvis stuff. Position one, position two, position three, and finish. And you get to skip around those timestamps 
to whatever your preference is. Uh-huh. Provided it's a vanilla story. Personally, I like, I like the denouement after everyone goes, oh, right, um, I was supposed to fix a faucet. Uh, shit, I forgot my tools, and now I'm sleepy. Do you think I could borrow your bathroom? What was the name of the show again that you were looking at? Just now? Yeah. Uh, it's under the G's. E-F-G. Or is D's? D's. It was... Dragonaut. Yeah, no? Dragonaut, The Resonance. Yeah, I mean, that, that cover is pretty hard to miss. Even look at, like, Dragonaut Academy next to it, and then you just... And there's Drifters, which looks cheap. <laughs> An- anime's fucking dumb, man. Yeah, a lot of anime is really, really stupid. I like stuff that is good, but there's single items among a sea of colorful covers, and they're meant to distract. I'd say something like, hey guys, Made in Abyss is really good. I've only watched three episodes and thought to myself, I would like to come back and pursue this further. Vinland Saga, I got seven episodes into and thought to myself, this will likely be a very familiar sort of structure show. So I'll leave it off for later. But I like what I saw so far. It's just not amazing. And it's hard to hit those because sometimes the best it can do is a real solid seven out of ten. But is that what I'm looking for? Or do I want to get those 8s and 9s? You you want to get the 8s to 10s, but occasionally a 6 and a 7, you know, brings you back down so you can enjoy those 8 to 10s. I suppose. Or I could just watch anime infrequently. So when it's time for some, I go, all right, let's get the good shit again. Have they made anything new the last three years? No? Good. That's on schedule. <laughs> what <laughs> What's good from the mid-aughts? Oh, okay. Well, I, the, yeah. No, I was gonna say I, I will. I will take up your challenge, sir. I will get you a uh, a good synopsis of Dragon Bikini Warriors or Bikini Warriors. I don't synopsis. know. Not synopsis. Not what I'm looking for. You want? You oh, can okay. read a wiki blurb. Yes. Your impressions, things you noticed, things that were meaningful to you, things that bothered you, things that excited you. We need your takeaways. I don't need the summary of the show. Okay. Yeah, unless it's a significant story where it's exactly what you think it is until it isn't. If that makes sense. If the story is exactly what you think it is, I don't need to hear it. Just say standard plot. Heroes with limited supplies need to defend the crown. They recruit brave champions, prove their strength, make bonds of friendship. Three of them die. They cut off and preserve the tits. It's kind of weird. They make a tits too, even weirder. Uh, they summon Cthulhu, tentacles everywhere, really harrowing. Couldn't sleep for two days, but we fuck the bad guy to death with the tentacles. Everyone goes home happy. One of them stays behind her as a, as a princess. See, that is a story I wasn't expecting. If it's anything short of that, save your breath. I know what this is. Got it. It's only 12 episodes, so I can knock this. In six hours or less. Ooh, hold on here. Hold, holding on once again. To the to the load bearing limb. Well, well, it's saying the episodes are only four minutes and six seconds. So, uh, oh, this would be like a one session for you. Yeah, I, I mean, and, and you'll finish in each one. <laughs> but see, <laughs> that's great. That's a great one shot. Where what I want you to do is, if you watch that four minute episode, watch it again. But this time, there's no surprise. It's critical analysis. Jot down some notes. Repeat as you see fit. This is something you can do at home, most likely. 
But the entire exercise is this trains you to look at and speak to what you saw, any genre, anything. And take steps away from, yeah, it was pretty good. I came. It was fun. Gotcha. I will let you, well, that's a given. If I'm watching this, it, it, we at least know there's going to be a minimum of 12. Sure, okay. but maybe you won't. Maybe you'll say to yourself, wow, this is so like brazen and in your face that I can't really get into this. Like it's like, is this what you want? It's what you fucking want, don't you? Here it is. Are you happy? Uh, that's not the mood I want. Jerry down the road, he's into that shit. I'm not. Can we cuddle? No. Drown in my tit. <laughs> it's, it's not a terrible way to go out. It's, you, you think so, but it's proven that asphyxiation next to being on fire is one of the most panic-inducing and terrifying ways to die. That I want to know who did that study. Pol Pot. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. It just... <laughs> Hey, let's find out how this feels. Just throw him in the water and see how what happens when he dies. I'm like, okay. Like, oh, they keep score. They keep score. <laughs> All right, this guy's going to go in the water. All right, now set that one on fire. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, well, we're just, it's for science. It's perfectly fine. As long as it's for science, it's okay. As long as we say it's for science, it's a write off. <laughs> the government's paying us. So it's all good. Okay, yeah, I will. Uh, I will definitely get this knocked out in under an hour, and I will watch oh, it a couple times. Take, take take your time. Yeah, and wash your hands. Hey guys, you know I know you told me to give you a really good detailed description of what I thought about this show. Uh, what I remember is this pen is still stuck to my hand a week later. Yeah, I was going to take... say, the notes The notes are stuck together. How weird. <laughs> the notes are stuck together, so I can't read them, and the pen stuck to my hand, and I have taken multiple showers. I don't know what to do. Have you tried industrial solvent? Yes. I mean, I tried huffing it, but that didn't help. Big. Daily lives of high school boys. I, I got to stop staring at this fucking anime nonsense. <laughs> and I mean that lovingly. People enjoy it. Please uh, enjoy it. Do the thing. Just browbeat has a very hard time with stuff that hints at being something that it isn't and then under delivers and everyone loves it, but they only love it because they don't know that anything else out there exists. I, I this would not be sustained. I, I would like to know your opinions. So like, I, I, after you do the uh, big booty show. Uh, I would like to know your opinions on the one I've been raving about, uh, the uh, quintessential quintuplets, to see what your opinion on this is. A slice of life anime that you can watch with your wife and and discuss between each other and, like, how do you feel about this? I'd like to hear about that one, too. Just for later on. Oh. I I make the gentlest of promises. I know you do. One I mostly (laughs) intend to break, because I see this. It just looks like poison. But it is. But I have seen this name before on channels like Glass Reflection, meaning it's not actually bad. It might just be as good as Avatar: The Last Airbender, which means it might be great, but not quite for me. Have you finished? And it even has two seasons. Uh no, we're about three quarters into book three. So you're getting close to the end. Just that whole fucking side plot of the steam present. I I just did not enjoy it. (laughs) That was one of my least favorite parts of the show, too. 
I, I mean, it, the way I say it is, oh shit, there was a clearance sale on Stupid Socks. You, you, Buy one, get three. You fe- you feared, what was it? You should have feared me more than you feared her. It's like, no, I'm, we're good. We did this intentionally. I didn't like the episode either, but that's what I well, Episode? No, four episodes, I think. It's a solid block. Oh, yeah, it is. And also, where is Thirst Trap Iroh? I mean, the the dude's been doing Bar Stars routines for the last month plus in his cell <laughs> off of lean rice grains. I mean, if he had a smartphone, he would be doing fucking thirst trap TikToks, I promise you. Oh, he would be. I agree. So just keep sidelining him because just wait for it. Just wait. The weight makes it better. The weight makes it okay. It's going to be so impactful. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Stop disrespecting my time. Well, see, the show is actually designed for 14-year-olds to just kind of chill out and stay occupied. And then 10-year-olds to sit down and feel really sophisticated. And 7-year-olds to see the bright, shiny colors and stop licking the paint. You were supposed to stop licking the paint? You were supposed to. Oh, fuck. In in your case, it's your parents took a look at the set. does that to this day. Yeah, uh, they're called paint chips for a reason. Oh, this one's one's got a nice smoky flavor. It does. (laughs) Tastes like hickory, and my mama. Oh, <laughs> you're not supposed to lick the dildo. Oh, damn it! It was called a lightsaber, <laughs> and it smelled funny. It was. Uh, in a gentle pivot. Yeah, gentlemen, please take a look at a game called Nobody Saves the World. I have heard about this. No, you haven't. Stop lying. Uh, one of our favorite YouTubers that you showed me recently did a review on this that is just true skill up did a review on this yep and seeing this game makes me want to play guacamole just to see what the creator is really good at doing like i know on paper but i haven't played it or done it or run through it this the the art style reminds me of alien hominid slash castle crashers is it the same guys Behemoth well, chicken? No. No. This is this is Drinkbox Studios. <sighs> Mutant Blobs Attack, Guacamole, Guacamole 2, and now Nobody Saves the World. Horse, any reactions or thoughts? Uh it looks pretty interesting. But what does it do? Not sure. Still looking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Looks like a top-down slap-that-bitch simulator, right? Yeah, it looks like enemies come in from the side, or you may have to scroll over, and you have levels, and you gotta fuck up all the enemies that come in. Really important in screenshot 6 of 12 and 2 of 12, uh, uh, there's a player 1 and 2. Ooh. Yeah. That could be a thing. Also, 11. Okay, so based on the skill-up review the most tactile and satisfying component possible here is that you have unconventional character classes. And as you level them up, they open up branches to different linking character classes. Each of the classes have challenges to perform using their abilities, whether it's milestones like deal X amount of damage or do this thing with a skill. Once you do those, the classes get perks and improvements. And those perks and improvements are socketable across all classes. So you get to develop 
and create your own class combinations for features and effects. You have builds as you play the game. That is very interesting to me in an action RPG setting. That does sound very interesting. Maybe you're a poison horse. Maybe you're a stab egg. Maybe you're a ghost weightlifter. I don't fucking know. Go figure it out. How the hell do you lift weights? Go as a build ghost? it yourself. How do you lift weights, Chucks? Yes, as a ghost. Spookily. <laughs> gotcha. It's very taxing on the spirit. It is because at the end of the, at the end of the day, no matter how cool you are, two hundred pounds is two hundred pounds. That's true. If I saw a two hundred pound ghost, I'd be uh, quite worried. I'd bench that fucker. Okay. Yeah, this is just a game I want to put in your psychological radar. It's something that may happen to the channel at some point. Yeah, I'm I'm down. Let me. Uh, what is the cost at Steam right now? At present, twenty five dollars to fifty. No. Ten percent sale is not a sale. Come on. It's cheaper than twenty five. Well, once you put the tax on there, what happened to it, huh? Uh, well, listen, sometimes you got to mark it up to put it on sale. I accept that particular touch. But, of course, Chucks is not allowed to play this game until we finish our run on Titan Quest. <laughs> oh, God damn it. <laughs> oh, he hates that game. He, he, he hates that game because it puts him to sleep because his ADHD mind can't keep up with anything that takes more than three seconds. Hey, 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 hey. What were you saying? I was saying <laughs> how nice you look today and how well your diction is coming along. Oh, thank you. Will you leave my dick out of this? Okay, he stopped listening. <laughs> Titan Quest is a super bizarre game that, I mean, I may have to do the thing that I really hate to do and just like, give up on the whole co-op thing and do it myself. Because this game is old as sin. I mean, okay, it, it came out in this millennium, so there's that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But then, after years of nothing, the rights were bought by a different developer, and they started putting out DLCs, like, now. Like, last year. That doesn't happen. And I would really like to know what's going on with this game. But it makes Chuck sleepy. It Maybe does. I have to play with Horse. Maybe I have to play with with Water Horse, because he's a classier human being. You may have to, but uh, if, mean, we, if we all play together, maybe I might stay awake. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, it does, it does feature... Extensive co-op play. <laughs> yeah, 2017 for Ragnarok, 2019 for, for Atlantis, and 2021 for Eternal Embers. And the Gold Edition that had the first expansion came out in like 2005. This doesn't happen to games very often. That's why I'm excited to go see and look at it. And I know that it's old as shit, and I know that it's between Diablo 2 and Diablo 3. Like, it was the, one of the first 3D isometric action RPGs that did physics. And we've gone a long way from that. And yeah, you're playing, starting as Greek dude with Greek spear, hatchet, club, or sword. Or maybe you do magic, and your magic sucks. But that's like how Diablo 2 was. Everyone sucked shit. And then you got stronger mm-hmm. gradually. Not so in modern games, you're strong right off the bat. Sorry, I'm being a little elitist right now. It's fine. You're, you're PC Master Race. Oh, you're good. PC Master Race. You're an OG PC Master Race. I am, dude. You, you know what one of my first games was? Oregon what? Trail 2 on the Apple 2? Dune 2. Look up Dune 2. <laughs> oh, dear. That's Dune an old one. Two. I know that one. 
I think we have we, talked um, about this multiple in the, times. In the same vein of RPG games that we could play together, um, For the King. Oh, dear God, I remember that one. That was have on. any of you played it? Uh, I, I'm thinking of the directed-to-disc home video uh, Dungeon Siege movie. <laughs> Um, no, it's a roguelike, somewhat tabletop, like RPG fantasy uh, game. We have played this together multiple times. Uh, you and Horse might have. Yeah, yeah, no, no, not, not yeah, my bad. Me and Horse have. The Royal Wii. Oh, dude, that's some, that's some prime PC gaming graphics right there. Dune 2. 1992, yeah, Dune 2. And I need you to really, like take in the part that it it just it's calling it out like oh I'm the sequel to the book bitch that's what's happening <laughs> yeah this is this is widely considered to be the grandfather of real time strategy so I it? respect the fact that most of my age peers were doing shit with Mario and Link and uh, Samus I was advancing the interests of Hars Harkonnen. Across the sands of Arrakis. So don't come at me with this shit. What about, uh, what year did Command and Conquer come out originally? Type it in. I'm finding out now. Consider the difference. Command and Conquer. Uh, 1995. Yeah, 1995. I like how, like, uh, first released October 1995, but the first thing that popped up on mine was June 5th, 2020. I'm like, that that is that is not correct. I know that is wrong. I played this on the 64. And the very same year CNC came out, Warcraft Orcs and Humans came out. And neither one of those games would be good until their sequels. I'm confident in saying that, because CNC won, no fun to play. Red Alert, significantly more fun to play. It was meant to be an expansion pack and became an RPG. Oh, excuse me, a standalone. Warcraft 1, balls. Ball shit balls fuck balls. Warcraft 2, significantly more playable. But they had time to improve. And I'm not saying that Dune 2 was fun to play by modern standards, but there was nothing like this or beyond this at the time. And I, I got wrecked often. And I have to remind you this, not my first language. So <laughs> I had to figure this out in a foreign language. And I did. Some people learn Japanese from Mother 1, 2, and 3, but I didn't do that. So, for whatever cred that's worth, I've been a gaming OG for a very long time, but I never decided to level up into nonsense mode by being a speedrunner or something like that. I became an archivist, a critical thinker, and a bard of gaming times. Whereas Chuck's mostly just plays Madden. Hey, I haven't played plays Madden, Madden in like two breaks years. Controllers. Yeah, he do that. I haven't broken that, a controller in like six. Come on, give me. I have learned the <laughs> error of my ways. Well, you hear him go, dude, I did not! And you hear a crack in the wall as he just launches it reflexively. I, I toss my phone when it irreversibly makes random sounds <laughs> out of nowhere. That's all I do now. Yeah. I don't break controllers. I break phones and other home equipment, okay? Controllers are done. I'm past that phase They've of had life. their time. I've moved on to bigger and better things. Just imagine me playing VR, though. That's going to be one hell of a... Wait, pants on or pants off? Oh, 100% pants off. 
Okay. Yeah, okay, I can see that. I was going to say it depends on the game, but I, I don't really think it does. No, that doesn't matter just at all. Pants Who's... off. Yeah, I mean, if it, I was live streaming with a camera, pa- there's no pants on in this. Just, I'm going to make sure I wear, like, super small tidy whities and just do some VR. Gentlemen? Yes? I apologize, but I do have to be awake in less than six hours. Oh, no, it's perfectly fine, sir. And you yourselves have days off, is that correct? Uh, tomorrow and the weekend. I have tomorrow and then my next day's off or next Monday, Tuesday. Okay. So tomorrow would likely be without me, unless, of course, you're up super late, which is possible, but unlikely, because I do have a fondness for Tuesday spouse time. So you are encouraged, of course, to do something together and then let me know what it is you did, and then I can just rip the piss out of it with verbal scathing or be super impressed and say look at you boys you got this going on yeah family bones indeed um but of course i'd like to do more stuff together now that employment is a component it's going to get a little bit different it is excuse me yeah but we can work in time Mm -hmm. definitely can together we can accomplish anything pants on or pants off Always better with pants off. Just one leg on, uh, not all the way up, like half at the knee. What are you amputated? Like what do you what do you mean one leg on? Are you talking about a pants leg or just having one I'm of your legs on? Pants. Okay, because nope. you're like one leg on. So I have an image of you just with one leg sitting there with the then one with just a knee and nothing above it. Well, by one leg on, he means the middle flagpole. So the the pants are proudly <laughs> flapping around the hips of bare legs. <laughs> Got it. He gets it. Yeah, I, I get it now. Okay, thank you. <laughs> well, where can our dear listeners find us? Well, ladies and gentlemen, you can always find us on YouTube, Spotify, and wherever you get your local podcast. And don't forget, now you can rate us on Google and Spotify now, since it's a new feature. If you have enjoyed our podcast, don't forget to leave us five stars. And if you hated our podcast, leave us a one star. It ain't gonna hurt my feelings. So tell us how bad we are. We get on it. Indeed, we we the next episode there'll be no pants or shirt for this Ooh. guy. That well, uh, that sounds enticing. I'll be back for that. It, it is enticing, especially since I'm on a wooden chair, so it's glued to my ass ninety percent of the time. Can't face really cam move. stream when? <laughs> Say what? Face cam stream when? Uh, when I buy a, a camera for my computer. So between now and the end of time. <laughs> Please leave your desire to establish a Patreon in the comments so that Chucks can share his pasty glory with the world. Oh, no, no, sir. There's no Patreon for that. You better go to my OnlyFans. Maybe get- I am the OnlyFans. Ha! <laughs> Come on, Chucks. It is the South. So, yeah, that makes sense. Joined at the hip, making wet mutt noises. Mm, nasty. Well, everybody, for uh, Grime and Game, I've been Nut Chucks. And browbeat. And water horse. Till next time, guys. We'll see you then.